Brandy and I were curious as to uh, what you guys were going to see, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't think of any movie that had come out recently, so I was like, are, are they going to see Bad Mom's Christmas? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. Like, part of me was like, I, I kind of want Stephen to uh, to see that, just so oh, he has man. something to, uh, to, yeah, to bitch about on the show. We but could, yeah. Uh, Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I would not do that to myself. I went to the first yeah. one long enough, which is 15 minutes too long. And uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not doing that. Yeah, I don't want to have to do what we sat through the whole movie. Oh, yeah, we'd rented it. And yeah, uh, man, you, even, you had more of an opportunity to turn that off, too. I guess you're just you're like, I paid for it. So I'm going to fucking torture myself to get through it. I, I think that was Brandy's stance. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> See, yeah. I'm not. I'm not for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, if it's really that, and that one was that bad, I'm just like, let's just cut our losses now. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You'd, you'd have to pay me <laughs> to finish that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you just want to go ahead and get into it. Yeah. Sweet. We're doing it. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a good one today. I'm, I'm excited. Me too, me too. Today we are talking about Asian pop culture, yeah, which yeah. is something we haven't really gotten in, in depth on uh, to this point. So, um, have we even talked about it? Really? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> well, we have not discussed Asian pop culture at all. <laughs> I think we mentioned that we had been reading Uzumaki before because we didn't get to, to yeah. put it in to October. I feel like we mentioned it at least one point. So, we're going to get to October ended that. up ended up being pretty packed yeah so so yeah so we we didn't get to that but um uh, all of the the asian pop culture we're going to discuss today just happens to be horror <laughs> related uh it just kind of worked out that way yeah. but um uh we'll probably get to uh to more asian stuff later down yeah. the road uh but uh, i'm pretty excited to get into all of this stuff today yeah. i mean it kind of worked out because you had given me that book uh to read and then um you know you and i had, had talked about a few other things that we're going to talk about today and uh, so, yeah, it just kind of worked out. But it's funny because, like, last week I was like, man, I was so horrored out. And then I was like, right back into it. Stayed <laughs> <laughs> in a week break. That's true. Well, whatever. Um, uh, before we get into all of that, I want to remind you, our wonderful listeners, to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod. And if you've got any questions or show topic ideas or comments, concerns, menus, mm. you can email those to us. At let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of quick shout outs um, to, to people. It's not on our script here, but um, we noticed that we've got a couple of five star reviews on oh. iTunes um, uh, one by Kent Blue and the other one by Zion Brown. So, guys, thank you very much for giving us those five star reviews. We Absolutely. greatly appreciate it. And uh, to all of the other listeners, what are you doing? What are you yeah. doing with your lives? Where are what are you doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a few seconds to write? Come on. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even have to be nice. As long as it's a five-star review, <laughs> that's that's all we're looking for. <laughs> Do you have a few seconds to talk about your Lord and Savior? Let's talk about stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go door to door. Hand somebody your your phone. Yeah. Listen to Play this. Play the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we do keep the, the podcast uh, just under two hours on occasion. Absolutely. So. You just have to sit in their their uh, stoop for mm-hmm. about two hours, and uh, and you're good. Yeah. Totally fine. I mean, I think that's uh, an okay ask for us of our fans. Yeah. So yeah, whatever. Get out there. I, I, I don't think it's <laughs> it's asking too much at all. Um, but uh, but yeah, thanks, Kent and Zion. We appreciate it. Um, all right, so Stephen, let's move on to what we're drinking. Yes. Are you ready? Yeah. 
Do you want to go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just want to see how awkward I can make that. Um, That's okay. I, I said that ambiguously, like, are you ready? Here's what I'm drinking. But no. <laughs> well, hey, either yep. way. Uh, yep. So uh, I got this one, and it's funny because I thought it was a, an actual beer, but I just read now that it, I believe it's a cider, which is probably going to be better because uh, I bought it for a specific reason. It is uh, okay. Bishop Cider Company from Texas, and I'm not even sure where from. Uh, I'd never heard of them before, but they showed up in our uh, – Pick six availability uh, to, mm-hmm. uh, the other day at HEB. So um, it is the Blood Orange. Oh, nice. So I thought that was appropriate for all the blood and guts we're going to talk about today. Um, it has, oh, I, I, I love the font on that can. I know. It's it's pretty oh, badass, it's awesome. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I kind of liked it. It's really a simple can overall, but the colors are really rad. And the, yeah, the font is cool, man. Um, oh, and they, I can't, I'll, I'll, we'll have the picture online as usual, but uh, they have mm-hmm. like the pictures of the fruit involved. But they, they look like um, kind of like Pac-Man. Like, they look like 8-bit almost. Oh, wow. I don't know if you can see that or not. <laughs> That's cool. But uh, it has apples, orange, and then it says blood at the bottom. And there's an asterisk, and it says, uh, does not contain blood. Gross. Which I liked <laughs> yeah. a lot. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, and we'll see how this is. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited it's a cider. When I read that, I was like, I got to get this. It looks cool, but I, don't, I wasn't really excited with all that stuff and beer, so... That is refreshing. Is it? Mm-hmm. Good, good on you, Bishop Cider Company, man. <laughs> I like that. I like ciders. Awesome. So yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, <clears throat> is it orangey? Uh, it a... Yeah, it's kind of appley, kind of orangey. Got a little blood in it. Does it <laughs> be positive? Yeah, it's almost like <laughs> yeah. I can't really, I can't really tell yet. I'm still working mm-hmm. on my blood palette. Um, okay. Yeah. Can't tell uh, the differences, but uh, no, it's it's weird. It almost tastes like kind of carbonated, alcoholic apple juice. Um, oh, which I'm nice. cool with. Uh, oh, definitely. Which is you know a lot of ciders are kind of like that, but this one's even a little more mm-hmm. like apple juice than the other ones. Uh, it's good, man. So what do you got today? Awesome. Well, I also have a can, what? and also a uh, a non beer flavor is part of my beer, so it just kind of worked out Excellent. this way. So mine is uh, <laughs> it's called Coffee Czar. Ooh. And it's that, a... Uh, <laughs> that can is it awesome. It says uh, Coffee Russian Imperial Stout. Oh, okay. And uh, I... Uh, that sounds intense. I do like the, the occasional coffee beer, mm-hmm. though the, the flavor gets old mm-hmm. after a while. Okay. Um, this, is, this is one pint. So I'm sure I'll get like halfway through this and be like, and I'm done. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll keep drinking it down because I'm a champion like that. So um, as longtime listeners will know, I don't have an excellent track run with cans mm. uh, on the show, but uh, we'll, we'll see how this works out. Nothing exploded. It, has, it hasn't exploded. So <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a positive. <laughs> Woo. Boy, this is pungent. You keep getting really pungent beers lately. Hmm. Um. <laughs> that's uh that's uh that's all the bitter right there mm. it's uh coffee bitter and beer bitter that's your favorite <laughs> it's the opposite of your beer do you even drink coffee usually i don't know you to be a coffee drinker nope <laughs> see i still i steer clear of all the coffee like beers and stuff because of that reason because i don't drink coffee so yeah uh i like the flavor mm-hmm. of coffee uh when it's in a um and like ice cream or okay. shakes or anything like that, anything that's like sweet. Sure. But um, and some beers are okay, but uh, this one is uh, 
I'm ready to move on already. So <laughs> This is a good start. <laughs> but I'm getting a full pint of it, so we'll see how it goes. Well, hopefully at least, uh, generally I find, you know, with beer, it's kind of like the IPAs, like the, the, the more bitter, the uh, more alcohol, the faster mm-hmm. you get tipsy. So let's let's get tipsy drunk out here. Tipsy drunk. That's all that matters, really. Tipsy yeah. Brent out here, yeah, and, and have a good time. Yeah. Always good. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> um, so let's move on to our mini topic discussion and my god steven we had a yeah. huge pop culture week here. oh so many things so many th- it's like something major happened every day i know yeah um sometimes it's multiple things but um uh we've got some some bullet points here yep uh, one thing i wanted to start off with is um on tuesday it was election day in in a number of states mm-hmm. for for different positions and um one thing i thought was super cool was uh, danica rome um, who is from Virginia, uh, she was the first um, openly transgender legislator mm-hmm. that had been elected to office, which I thought was awesome. Super cool. On top of that, she sings in a metal band. Yeah. And <laughs> you had me at hello on that one. Uh, that, that's really all I've, all I've ever wanted is a metal <laughs> legislator. Um, but she's also transgender too, which is awesome that it shows that anybody is capable of holding office. Yeah. She didn't run on um, transgender rights and all that stuff. Of course, that's part of her, uh, who she is, but it's not the whole scope of it. She actually ran on traffic issues. I know. <laughs> and that's one thing that unites people is I don't want to be in fucking yeah. traffic. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super proud that uh, Virginia was able yeah. to it was awesome. vote her into office. And her, mm-hmm. um, her opponent uh, called himself the... Uh, chief homophobe Ugh. of Virginia, and Good he was riddance. one that was was really trying to um, usher in the, all these different bathroom rules and all this stuff. Yeah, he's know, the one that like started that the bathroom yes. rule. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's such sweet poetic justice that she defeated him. It's wonderful, <laughs> and he was it really he is. was like a twenty year incumbent too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, That's yeah. Cool. Good riddance to that to that guy. Yeah. When um, I saw but, that uh, she was a metal singer, there, I was like, "Oh, Brent's gonna be so happy." Yeah. I actually wondered if you already knew about her, just because that's such a weird combo of traits, you know, in a in, in yeah. someone running for office, especially in, and uh, so yeah, you only heard about that whenever she won, I guess, too. Um, I had heard about her before, um, but probably earlier this year mm-hmm. when it was announced that she was going to run, okay. but um, I hadn't really heard anything until after, I, I guess, that Wednesday morning mm-hmm. after the election that uh, that she had won. So, um, yeah, I, I thought it was great. Yeah, totally rad. Yeah. <laughs> um, on top of that, um, I think it was Monday of this, this week, um, it was announced that uh, Marvel Comics writer of 18 years, Brian Michael Bendis, he actually signed an exclusive contract with DC Comics yeah. to go work over there. Um, to people listening to the show that don't follow comics, this is a huge deal. Like Brian Michael Bendis, he he was Marvel's lead yeah. writer for um, most of those eighteen years. Um, he's the one who uh, created uh, Miles Morales, oh, the, wow. the new Spider-Man. Uh, he created Riri Williams, the new uh, Iron Man character. Hmm. Um, he created Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the one who. Uh, put the new Avengers together, which brought Wolverine and Spider-Man into the Avengers. He had That's rad. all these classic runs of Daredevil, um, Avengers, Spider-Man, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Like pretty much every character in Marvel has been written by Brian. Yeah, um, and uh, he's moving over to DC, um, which I'm fine with. Mm. I mean, sometimes you just need to change things up a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and uh, DC is 
Uh, they've really bounced back over the past couple of years. Um, they did a, a reboot of their superhero line mm-hmm. uh, back in 2011. Uh, that wasn't so great. Was um, was that the 52 or is that the new? Yeah, okay. yeah, the new, yeah, the new 52. Mm-hmm. Um, and that got rid of a bunch of continuity that mm-hmm. people loved uh, over the decades. And that's why we're getting Cyborg in this Justice League movie uh, instead of Teen Titans. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm excited to see where where uh, Mr. Bendis takes this. Yeah. Um, I, he hasn't announced what he's writing over there yet. Yeah, I was wondering. Um, but uh, I'd be I'd be excited to read any of it because uh, he's what uh, yeah he's one of my favorite uh, writers in comics. Period. Yeah, I mean that's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know how often people have contracts with one for a long time or like how long or you know if they kind of switch back and forth in general like. I've I've known his name. I think you've given me some some books of his to read uh, as well in the past. Um, it's just been like one of those names, even outside of comic books, that's just kind of known. Um, but I also read some stuff about this that he was kind of involved in Marvel's movie aspects as well, at least with some uh, consulting work and stuff about you know the comics and how they fit in. So I had heard that that's part of the idea with him going to DC was that he would bring in some of the. Uh, knowledge he has about all comic books or DC comic books into you know the the DC EU and everything. So uh, curious, like yeah, to see what his role will end up being there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was part of the Marvel Creative Committee mm-hmm. uh, for the movies okay. there for a while. Um, they did away with that a, a year or two ago, I think. Okay. But um, yeah, and he actually wrote the the scene at, uh, or the post credit <clears throat> scene at the end of Iron Man where Nick Fury oh, yeah. talks to Tony about uh, the Avengers in the show. Oh, right on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know what his, if he's just going to be a comics writer mm-hmm. or if he's going to have some, um, additional responsibilities, um, and other media yeah. for DC, but I don't know. I thought it was, uh, it's pretty cool. I was That's definitely shocked when I saw it. Yeah. I, 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 the first thing I, when I first saw the headline, I was like, is today April Fool's Day? I was like, oh sh- shit, it's, well, November, it's November, isn't it? <laughs> right. We're nowhere near it. Yeah. Well, that kind of leads into the next topic too, because uh, uh, if if he does have a role at DC in the movie part of it at all, you know, uh, the next thing you you'd put on there was about uh, post Justice League DC films don't necessarily have to fit in the same universe. Uh, I read this yeah. article and I've read some rumblings and stuff like that, but uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's very confusing. <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, it seems confusing enough that um, that the DC Entertainment movies would be, they would have like parallel storylines anyway, where you've got the DCEU. That's right, DCEU. <laughs> that's what we're calling it. It's too late. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it. settled. I mean, it's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, where you've got that movie continuity, but you've also got a standalone joker movie Mm -hmm. um and then whatever you know a standalone batman movie potentially um uh i i don't know i mean i i suppose they could pull it off Mm -hmm. um but i mean we'll we'll see i guess it's just like so clearly a fuck up that they tried and failed so bad to like mimic marvel's strategy for movies and then now they're just like well it's funny too i i read a a quote from the like, the president or whatever of, of DC or uh, maybe WB even I'm not sure about about their slate and stuff, and he had said to me like you know well we don't want to have to like limit our directors to fit in the same timeline we want them to like bring their own creative artistic visions to it and blah 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 and I was like you mean like most movies like you're describing <laughs> most movies <laughs> yes, you're the ones yeah, that, I noticed that too. you're the ones that came out and wanted to do a connected universe if it's not connected that's how movies have been done for a century like what are you talking about but so right. it's just kind of goofy but uh but yeah i think it's i think it's going to be better for them 
uh, I just think it's still like so fresh in everybody's mind that it's kind of a fuck up. So I don't know how it'll play out. And so many of us, you know, so many people out there li- like us are already kind of like over it. And so I wonder if they can win us back with some uh, some standalone movies maybe instead. The confusing thing for me about not having the films fit in the same universe is you've already put all this effort into making all of the characters come together yeah. in a movie that comes out next week <laughs> or later this week as it's released. Um, so why? Like why would you, why? Why even bother with it? Yeah, it seems like a fail of marketing 101, like... You don't want to, like, build all this up. And, like, we've talked about so many times in the past, too, with, like, people are... Like, the general public are so confused already with what movies belong with which and everything. And now it's just, like, a total clusterfuck, so... I, I recently saw something online about uh, somebody on Twitter was uh, was lamenting that Batman was not part of the Avengers. Because he, <laughs> he was like, Batman's a, a huge superhero. How could you not put him in the Avengers? It's like, oh, man. It's such an oversight. I've been saying that for years. <laughs> Bruce is rich. Tony's rich. You know they hang out together. Yeah. Well, um, and did you have more to say about about that before I get into the score? Uh, yeah. On a, please do. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention as well is in uh, 2018 they're calling that a reset year, mm. uh, where they're going to essentially reset the I don't know the the continuity or just their film slate. Yeah. And uh, just start over from there, which is weird because I know they've got Aquaman coming out. They're still so trying weird. to to get Flashpoint uh-huh. up and running. Um, and I know they, they've they already signed uh, Gal Gadot and uh, Patty Jenkins for Wonder Woman 2. Mm. So are those going to be in the continuity as well? Or Yeah, I don't know. Like I, it's, I thought it was confusing reading the article you linked because it had said, like, oh, they're planning... They're, they were like, they only have Aquaman coming out next year, so next year's like a reboot year. And I was like, what? you have a connected movie right. coming out next year. Right. Like, how can that... <laughs> and so I was like, the only thing I think of is, like, that movie is going to be... A, like, it, it obviously is a standalone movie, but maybe it's going to be more mm-hmm. of a standalone movie. It has been planned that way for a while, uh, that we didn't mm-hmm. know, like, that the other characters are not going to be involved in it or something. I don't know. But it's like, clearly that's meant to be in the same universe. And at the same time, they want to reset the whole thing. And it's like, I don't know what's going on. It's so weird. Well, Originally, when DC announced their film slate, they had Justice League Part 1, and then I oh, guess the yeah. following year, or two years later, that Justice League Part 2. Um, I don't know if they, they scrapped that plan, and this is more of a self-contained movie, mm-hmm. but I know they were going to have Darkseid as the big bad, and I guess the, the second one. Oh, okay. But... So is the Justice League going to be different in the next movie, or are they <laughs> yeah. not doing it? It's so confusing. There's so many questions and we're like, that I've got for We're, this, like, but... plugged into this information, too. So, if, yeah, if we don't right. get it, I don't know who can, <laughs> yeah. man. Uh, yeah, and going along with um, kind of, like, the weirdness of not of keeping things together or them not being together or whatever. So we had talked last week about Danny Elfman's score and them doing, like, the classic Batman theme and then the mm-hmm. John Williams uh, classic Superman theme and all this stuff. And so um, a few days later, they had released an article that they the score is up online. You can listen to it on Spotify and everything like that. So I checked it out. Did you get a chance to listen to it at all? I pulled it up on iTunes, mm-hmm. and I I ended up confusing myself because I didn't know <laughs> what what I was supposed to be listening to for the specific no, things I know. that we discussed last yeah. time. You know, um, what what do you yeah? Think? So I, first off, yeah, I was hoping that there would honestly be like a little more I could know like Batman's theme. I thought was going to be there or something. <laughs> like I honestly thought that'd be easy enough. Uh, and it wasn't, but, um, I skipped through every single song and I'm sure I'm missing parts. Cause I, I didn't listen to all of them. I just really did kind of skip around, but, um, I didn't hear the classic Batman theme. I didn't, I didn't hear the classic John Williams mm-hmm. Superman theme. 
Uh, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Okay, but what's weird is yeah. when I was reading about it, though, um, some like comments and stuff on the Slash article, they people were like, okay, so Wonder Woman's theme is in there, but like the other ones are gone. Like the new Hans Zimmer Superman theme is not in there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, they okay. obviously just established that. And it's really yeah. good. Like, I, I like that score a lot. Um, even though I'm not yeah. a big fan of Man of Steel, I, that score was really cool. I love Hans, Hans Zimmer. but mm-hmm. uh, So it's like, even in the, in the Justice League, where they've created um, these themes already, and like I think there's like a Batman theme, you know, from Superman, B- Batman v Superman, uh, but mm-hmm. they're all gone, except for Wonder Woman's. <laughs> and so it's like, again, yeah. it's just like, what are you guys doing? Like, pulling it together just doesn't make yeah. any sense, so... Is that part of the reboot? Yeah, it, Are they who doing knows? It now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Starts in 2017 with Justice League. <laughs> yeah, so um, weird. Well, speaking speaking of Justice League, Stephen, I've uh, I finally made up my mind on Justice League, and I am planning to go see it this Are weekend. Are you really? I Is am. It April Fool's I'm going to go see it. No, no. Here's the here's the thing. I kind of piggybacking off of uh, the news that Bendis is going over to DC. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to give it a I'm going to give it a okay. chance. I'm going to give it every chance I can. Um and initially I was just going to wait to hear reviews about mm-hmm. it, probably listen to some uh, podcasts with spoilers about it just to see what I was missing. But I thought, you know what? What if this is a good movie and I'm missing out sure. on it? Um I want to give it every opportunity to to be good right. and to be something that's worth worthwhile. Um so I'm going to go see it and <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to I'm I'm just hopeful that it will be good. You know, I I like I like I like Scott not Scott Snyder's um he's a writer uh for comics. He uh, he's the witch's guy. Um <laughs> Zack Snyder. Oh yeah, yeah. Zack Snyder. <laughs> um he uh I like his like visual mm-hmm. sense. Um and then I like Joss Whedon um yeah as a uh, as a director. Mm-hmm. So maybe the combination of those two things will it just might work. Will work. It, it, Probably not. Good luck to you. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So I will report back yeah, to you next week, and uh, and we can go over that. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, Fingers crossed. So are you dragging Brandy along? No, I would not do okay. that to her because you said last time you um, wouldn't. So I was like, Uh-oh. no, no, no. I'm gonna go see it by myself, yeah. like a real creep. Um, <laughs> are you gonna wear a trench coat? Just yes, walk in all yeah. shifty eyed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna have fake sunglasses and it like. Uh, fake nose. Oh, fantastic. You know what? It'll be good. Yeah. With a fake mustache, it's going to be fake, fake on, on fake, fake on fake. fake. Oh, Man, so well, good. Uh, uh, that's good because you don't want to show your face there. So, yeah, no, I definitely, definitely I do don't want to be recognized by any of our <laughs> Legion of fans. Uh, yep. I mean, we. As, I think it's been notable since we've been talking about it, you know, as things have come out and, like, it seems like, oh, mm. maybe a little bit better, like, even though we keep talking about not really caring or not really want to see it, like we do bring it up a lot, and mm-hmm. and uh, it is intriguing in some parts. So yeah, I'm I'm not gonna go out and spend money on the on the theater ticket. No, but, you know, it, I you know. I think we owe it to our listeners to uh, to have a one sided conversation. <laughs> that sounds great about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> sounds great. Um, well, in other movie news, uh, earlier this week we found out something that was potentially major. Yeah. Uh, that has been in negotiation, which is Fox reportedly uh, was in talks to sell a number of their film and television properties to Disney, yeah. uh, which would be incredible if it came to pass. Um, Mind-blowing. Reportedly, those, those talks are uh, not currently going mm-hmm. on, but um, they could proceed in the future, which would be great, um, because 
me, selfishly, I just want the X-Men and the Fantastic Four back. <laughs> um, I know you would like to have the, the Star Wars, like oh. the, the, the first Star Wars oh, movie, yeah. um, all the, the rights. What is the deal with it's, that? It's really weird. It's like when he was young and he made it and it was an independent movie and he sold like all of the rights to Fox to release it, basically, to like get them to release it at the time because he was, mm-hmm. I mean, he was a known director of some sort, but he had done American Graffiti and stuff, but... Um, but still, you know, it was a big property. Uh, so at the time, as far as I remember, he uh, sold the rights to them for perpetuity, but he kept the merchandising rights and like character rights, like he could make more of them, whatever. But, uh, the actual, that okay. film alone has been just Fox's property this whole time. So, uh, yeah, okay. it's, it's weird. It's, it's almost a weird thing too. And, and with them re-releasing things like to have the logos change after all these years as well to like Disney logos and stuff. Um, instead of like Fox, uh, kind of presenting them or whatever. But, uh, my, my hope with that, uh, most Star Wars fans is that we could actually get a Blu-ray copy of the original version without any special editions. Mm-hmm. And since they own it and Lucas never wanted to do that, we've never gotten it. And so maybe that would finally get there. So that could be cool. Is that what's, is that what's been holding that re-release up is? Yeah. Fox having the rights and, and Lucas yeah, mostly to, Lucas. To yeah. That. Cause he, he has this artistic vision and he's tweaked it, you know, over the decades and fans are just not really receptive to that for the most part. Um, I certainly am not, I, mm-hmm. I want to see it. If I don't care if he does that, I just want original copies of it. And so, um, I don't know why, what the harm is in that, I guess. And, but he's been really resistant mm-hmm. and then Fox owned it. So whatever that sold to Disney, people were all excited, but then it's like, well, we could get the second two of that trilogy, but not the first one, not yeah. star Wars, you know? <laughs> so it's like a moot point at that point. You don't really want just two of them. And, uh, so yeah, hopefully that would be the case. And I still hope, even though it seems like these talks have kind of fallen through, I would hope that, uh, in the spirit of, you know, Marvel working with Sony for Spider-Man, that, uh, mm-hmm. they could maybe work something out with Fox and, mm-hmm. and Disney, at least for that property. And both make money at it. I mean, why not? So uh, if anything, I hope something yeah. like that happens in the future. So if somebody were to go out and buy the uh, the, the original trilogy on you know, Blu-ray or on iTunes or mm-hmm. whatever, would the, the first, uh, would A New Hope, would that have the Fox logo at the beginning yes, of it? Yes, uh, it should. I don't know about anymore oh, how that works, though. Yeah, with because uh, they sell them in a box oh. set. Yeah, but I don't know. Oh, I don't know okay. how that would work. Yeah, okay. with Disney kind of owning the rest of them and stuff. Yeah. I, w- I wonder if that's how Disney gets away with it, mm-hmm. is they just release it as a box set. Yeah, maybe it's, I don't know. Individually. And maybe they have something, like, some kind of deal to do that. I'm not sure. Maybe Lucas did at the time. Because um, I know you can buy the uh, the movies individually on, like, mm-hmm. iTunes. Yeah, so. I, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who the money goes to or what the logos are like for that. Um, this could be a, a potentially a very expensive... Uh, research thing for me. Um, <laughs> to see what they're like. <laughs> it cost me $20 to, to find out if that Fox logo like, I just got to know so, about those uh, damn logos. <laughs> you know what? Let's uh, let's extend this out to our listeners. If you own a, a current copy mm. of, of the Star Wars movies, or at least a newer one post-Disney uh, buying the properties, um, let us know if that first one's on there, because I'd, I'd be yeah. very interested to, to see if the Fox logo is still at the beginning yeah. of it. Um, uh, and like I said, for me, I would love for the X Men yeah. and Fantastic Four to come back to Marvel. I know, like, even if they were to, if this whole deal came through, I know there's some like legal like stuff that would have to be mm-hmm. worked out before, you know, either of those properties could show up in in the MCU. But at least that would give us hope yeah. that they would be able to show up because I, 
I need a good FF movie. Uh, I need it so bad, Stephen. I want to see it. Uh, please, I've never had one, me. and I never, I never read the comics, so I don't have like really anything about them. Like I just don't care. And uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, you seem to like them. Like you've talked about them, like the Incredibles. You know, like they're the first family of yes. superheroes, and it's that's a cool idea. I've just never gotten into it. So yeah, if you ask a uh, a comic book fan, typically what their favorite Fantastic Four movie is, they'll say the Incredibles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all we've got. Uh, yeah, and I don't really. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch the new Fantastic Four, Fan Fan Four Stick. Uh, no, but did uh, I. I, I had high hopes in the beginning when they casted everything. I was like, oh, okay, it's younger people. I like mm-hmm. those actors; they're all kind of up and coming. And then the more it went on, it was just like this is a train wreck. And then it came out; and it was like this mm-hmm. is like a piece of trash. And so yeah, I never even tried it. But uh, you know, you and I have talked outside of the podcast a while ago about ah, what we do that. Uh, <laughs> about you know if they were to bring in those characters and to me it's almost like overwhelming to even think about um especially mm-hmm. for again like the common moviegoer to be like like there's so many characters already in the mcu bringing in <laughs> like just the x-men alone you know i know on mm-hmm. one hand i'm like that's totally rad and i would love to see like like that uh you're talking about bendis and the comic books of the new avengers like mm-hmm. i would love to see wolverine alone just just him you know be a part of the avengers would be mm-hmm. really cool but on the other hand yeah. it's like they have this they've had this whole plan for the mcu for all these years and they're in the middle of it you know we're in phase three and almost at the end of that and and if they weren't able to get those rights and then pull those people in i don't even know what happened like that would just i'm sure they would work they would work <laughs> it out but you know it's, it'd be yeah. interesting so I'm, I'm sure they'd find a way um in that first iron man movie whenever tony is he first gets in the iron man costume mm-hmm. and he's test driving it essentially the the one that's all um it, it looks like the uh like a silver version yeah. of his the final uh-huh. armor that he gets and he goes and he goes up in the atmosphere uh and jarvis is talking to him about how uh, only one other like manned flight craft had ever been up that uh-huh. high it like if you look at it it's the x-men's blackbird oh like somehow they they were That's able to cool, fit that yeah. in there which was a cool little nod but um yeah so i don't i don't know i'm just uh keeping my yeah. fingers crossed we'll see um well yeah well that's, that's all we can do <laughs> is we can just wait wait for yeah. things to happen um you know it worked out with uh, sony and spider-man yeah. that turned out great so i i guess we'll we'll just wait and see on that um but uh jumping back to star yeah. wars there was oh, also man. there's also some incredible <laughs> news about uh about a new star wars yeah. trilogy um steven you yeah, want to take so, it so uh they announced that out of the blue ryan johnson is going to write and direct a like another star wars trilogy outside of the main canon you know outside of the the skywalker saga yeah. Um, I haven't read a whole lot about it since we put it on the on the script and everything. But um, I'm also mm-hmm. I like Ryan Johnson as I've said on the show before. But I'm you know I'm kind of hesitant on this until I see the Last Jedi. Um, by all accounts, yeah. it looks phenomenal, and I think it's going to be phenomenal. But I think it'll mm-hmm. really hit me that this news is amazing once I see it, and I'll be so excited to see more from him. And uh, <laughs> it's cool because there's been some there were some rumors about him doing nine, especially after uh, Trevorrow got pulled from it mm-hmm. um and they announced jj again um uh, that they might pull in you know just have ryan keep going with the two and uh and he he basically was like early on as far as i remember like was like no i'm not going to do that but i really liked it it was a great experience i would love to do more and it's almost as if he was hinting at it and stuff and uh so it's really cool to hear that they're going to do that um and they, as far as i know again they don't have any like any info about what it's going to be about or where in the universe or when um you know, versus the other stories and stuff. So yeah, I'm 
I'm so excited. Yeah. I, I think it'll be even more, though, once I finally see the movie. So, Do you think the Lucasfilm people were like, okay, this looks good, and then they saw the, like, those... Um, like those jets or aircraft oh, yeah. or whatever, like flying by, and they saw the like red paprika, <laughs> like dust fly by, and they're like, "Wait a this minute, guy. this is blowing my mind. We need to give him a trilogy." Yeah, I hope so because that that um, looks awesome. Yeah, and it looks great. Yeah, he looks like he just knocked it out of the park. It really so, does. Um, uh, the thing that intrigues me is, and you know, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but um, something that I thought was really cool is he gets to do his own thing like still set in the star wars universe are you listening dc <laughs> still set in the star wars universe but it's like in a different part of the, yeah. the galaxy i guess like that we haven't yeah. seen before so um that could potentially use the force at, at some mm -hmm. point or potentially not maybe yeah. they just do their own thing but um i think that's awesome that they're doing their own he gets to do his own uh, like characters yeah. and all of that stuff. Like he's going to write and yeah. direct them is what I've seen so far. Sounds pretty good. Um, I mean, I mean, it sounds like he's, he's enjoyed working with Lucasfilm mm -hmm. oh, yeah. so far. Um, I know that, uh, Lord and Miller, when they were doing the, yeah. <laughs> the Han Solo movie, they were, uh, running into some, some issues yeah. there, um, which we may not ever know, know. Uh, exactly what they so were, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, that yeah, this I mean, works out. For some and, reason, uh, he clicked with them, so, yeah, you know, like yes. for, like Lord and Miller didn't. So, yeah, um, obviously mm -hmm. they liked him, and he liked them, and they're going to do three more, so that's really rad. I mean, so far they've done these, um, they're trying to do more of these, you know, um, Star Wars stories or whatever. They did Rogue One, and then with the Solo movie and everything, and, and this is the first, like, trilogy outside of that, though, they've announced, so... I mean, it sounds really cool. Will they have porgs in it? Uh, I, I'm totally on board with the porgs, man. I think they look awesome. It, it, it seems very controversial I to know. Star Wars fans. Like some people don't They're like stupid. them. Some people, yeah. um, are super into them. I think they look fun so far. It's like they've got those huge, adorable eyes. Yeah, I know they look great. Um, yeah, I, I think that it's just like BB-8 was so great. Like to me, they look like Star yeah. Wars. You know, they look like they've always been there, but you just never, you just didn't see them and everything and. Um, uh, there's a joke and I think it's even been in like some Kevin Smith movies or in, in pop culture in general, but, um, about like, it depends on like when you were born for the last or for the return of the Jedi. And if you're born before it, you usually don't really like the Ewoks. And if you're born after it, you do like the Ewoks. I love the Ewoks. Yeah. Um, okay. I was born after it and I grew up with them and they're like, they're, they're more of like a kid thing. You know, that's the whole idea, I guess is why people don't like them, but I love the Ewoks. They're awesome. Uh, they're cute and cuddly yeah. and funny and they, you know, they live in tree houses. Uh, the porgs as well. Like, I think it looks great. I think they look funny. And, like, uh, I don't know even how much they'll be in it. You know, like, maybe they're going to be, like, a blip. I don't know. But yeah, um, it doesn't yeah. bother me. It's like, some fans go crazy over that shit. And they get so angry. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> now, when does uh, The Last Jedi come out? It December comes 15th? out. Yeah, I think something, something like that. Okay. I have my tickets, um, but I'm not sure exactly when. Okay. I was going to ask if, oh, if yeah. you were... Uh, if you were going, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I get sense that you were, yeah, but I just wanted to make sure. So uh, I will, uh, I'll make sure to go as well, and we can awesome. discuss it on the show then. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I didn't get to go. I went opening night to the Force Awakens, and it was fun. I, I do like opening night crowds. Um, they're a lot louder and fun and stuff too. But instead mm -hmm. of like annoying, it is it is just fun, and uh, yeah. so that was it's a good vibe. But um, uh, for this one, I think I'm doing the next night, like the actual like Friday night. I think is when I'm going because I could get better seats and stuff. Okay. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I bought my tickets like the, the day they came out. I'm, I'm pumped. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I saw that uh, Ryan Johnson, uh, or I heard that Ryan Johnson tweeted, 
I hope you like The Last Jedi, but now I really hope you like The Last Jedi. Because <laughs> he's going to be doing yeah. this trilogy. Yep. <laughs> that's funny. So I hope it works out no, for No, I him. think that's good. And yeah, he looks great. So. Yep. Well, let's move on to our main topic, which is, Absolutely. again, Asian pop culture. And uh, we've got three different things that we are going to discuss. So hopefully we can uh, pack it in here um, together. <laughs> um, like I said, they're, they're, they're all Asian-related and they're all uh, yep. horror-related, uh, but they do come from different parts of, of Asia. So uh, We're going to try to keep this at a tight three hours. Yep. <laughs> Strap it. Um, all right, Stephen. So do you recall your first experience with Asian pop culture? Um, you, so you put this on there, yeah, and I'm not. I, it took me a little bit to think mm-hmm. about it because the first one that popped in my my mind was The Ring. Okay, but I, it's not because I watched Ringu. Okay. It's that I just watched The Ring, and it's the first time I really heard about like, especially like uh, horror from yeah. from Asia. And uh, and but no, I, the first Asian cinema thing or whatever, like pop culture thing that I remember is The Host from 2006. Okay, um, it's like a monster movie. Um, it's basically like. There's like a pollution and a a river, I think it is, mm-hmm. in um and I think it's also a Korean movie if I remember right. Yeah, South Korean movie, and some creature like develops and becomes like this huge thing and starts like terrorizing the people around and like like uh, murdering people and like taking them and stuff, just like eating them basically, not really murdering them, but mm-hmm. um but it took me like three or four times to get through it because I was so not used to their cinema style. Mm-hmm. And uh, specifically, there's uh, Train to Busan, which we're going to talk about soon, does not do this as bad, but there's some moments. But um, I don't understand in Asian cinema, they, I guess it's actually just Asian culture, that they wail uh, when they cry. And they, <laughs> they, they basically yeah. cry really loudly, like really emotional, like in front of people. And I think it's just how they are. Like, uh, it's like, if I, if I remember correctly, I've heard that they like pay people to like mourn to like cry at, at their wakes and or whatever, um, oh, okay. and like funerals and stuff. And it's like how they, like in their culture, it's like normal, um, men seem to cry, at least from the movies, like seem to cry, like openly weep and stuff a lot more than our culture nearly mm-hmm. allows. Um, and that movie in particular, like somebody dies and there's a scene in the host where they all are so like distraught and overwhelmed with emotion that they're like on the floor, like rolling around like toddlers, just like screaming and crying and I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I do not get it. And it was so, like, over-the-top annoying to yeah. me that I, like, it took me a while to get through it. And then once I finally did, and I was like, I kind of get used to it. It took me, like, a year. I watched it a few times over a year. And then when I finally finished it, it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of more used to it. Um, so, yeah, that was the first one that I remember actually watching, though. And so it was a little jarring to me. But um, the movie, the stuff we're going to talk about today was a lot toned down for that kind of aspect. But, right. um yeah, I'm still definitely getting into a lot of that. I, I don't. I haven't seen a ton of stuff from from that area. Okay. So, um, yeah. I was, what about you? I was. Uh, so mine is is kind of. It kind of builds up to a thing. So um, the first exposure I had to like Asian pop culture um, or anything kind of related to that was the uh, the opening, um, the, the opening to the the uh, '80s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, cartoon. Uh-huh. Um, that was animated by a Japanese um, okay. production company, um, right as was the opening to Thundercats, which was also a thing <laughs> in the 80s. And awesome. I was like, how come the beginning of this is so awesome, and then the, the rest of the show is just kind of like, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, yeah. And then I found out that's that's what the deal was. So um, that's, that's probably the first exposure. And then later, uh, Power Rangers came out, and 
a lot of the uh, the scenes of the Power Rangers in costume, that was just um, uh, Asian uh, footage, um, I guess Japanese footage, uh, from mm. uh, from I guess whatever their series was. It was like uh, they're still Rangers over there, but they're like uh-huh. Daigo Ranger or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we used that footage, and then we combined that with. American actors, and then it, yeah. it, it was a whole thing. Um, but I think the first, like, fully, like, produced thing that I saw with just uh, American uh, actors overdubbing something was Dragon Ball mm. Z, which was a huge oh, thing okay. for me back in the day. Sure. Um, I actually, uh, one school year, you know how you do, uh, like, you, you get new uh, school clothes or whatever? Um, mm. My mom took me out, and we bought... Um, She's buying me new shirts and stuff, and I came across this thing that said Dragon Ball Z, and it was just a bunch of, like, anime characters on the back of it. And I didn't know who any of them are. I was just like, this shirt looks <laughs> fucking awesome. So I bought that, and then eventually the show came out on UPN when that was still in network. Hey. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was just it was just awesome to me. I caught, like, a, uh-huh. like a three- or four-episode marathon of it one day, and I was just fully into it and it was just <laughs> all this like super technical stuff about power <clears throat> levels and having to fight people and um mm-hmm. the the animation was just a, a lot more rendered uh to where mm. there were um there's more um more lines used in like muscle definition or mm. something like that um, but there's also a lot of times where the camera just like pans over somebody's face for like 58 seconds and it just kind of keeps moving off right um there's a lot of waiting around in uh yeah. in dragon ball z um that's funny doesn't happen to all uh anime but uh it's something i was super into for a long time i've i've never finished the show just because i don't have that much time uh in my life to, yeah. to go back and rewatch it uh maybe maybe eventually I'll, I'll try to pick it back up but um there's something that i that i love for for a while and um, and I found out about the, the comics later down the road and then I've, you know, got into other things like Ninja Scroll and, um, uh, <laughs> Samurai Pizza Cats, which was, a <laughs> a show that Never me and my friends liked. Uh, when I first heard of it, I was like, this show is so stupid. And then I watched about 10 minutes. I was like, no, this show is pretty tight. Uh, I like the show. Pretty badass. That's awesome. Yeah, I never got into uh, Dragon Ball Z when I was younger, yeah. so um, kind of missed that train. But and like Pokemon and stuff, never got into oh, that. Oh yeah, I forgot so. about Pokemon. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. I loved Pokemon when I was uh, yeah. uh, when I was younger as well. Um, the like the, the creatures are just yeah. Last year, just found out about <laughs> it. Have you heard of this Pikachu? Oh wow, no. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of our, our first exposures yeah, right there. So. Um, what we're going to be talking about today, uh, we're going to talk about a manga, which is Japanese comics, um, and that's Uzumaki, uh, which is uh, from Japan. And then we've got two movies we're going to discuss. Uh, the first one is a live-action movie called Train to Busan, uh, which is uh, South Korean, and you can actually find this movie on Netflix. And if you've Hell yeah. if you've not ever seen Train to Busan or never heard of it, uh, please go watch it. Just pause the yeah. podcast when we get to that topic. And go watch it because it is so good. I love it. I I loved it the first time I saw it, and I loved it even yeah. more the second time uh, when oh, I rewatched it this morning. Yeah. So uh, a lot to talk about. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then um, the last movie we're going to discuss is Soul Station, uh, which is spelled S E O U L, like the city in South Korea. Um, and that is also a movie, but it's animated. 
Um, mm-hmm. it, but it ties into mm-hmm. Train to Busan, um, or does it? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's kind of related. Same director, a, but yeah, usually, it's like a prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's, doesn't really like feed it right directly into it. Yeah, it's yeah. A, uh, loosely related. Definitely stands on its own, I would say. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah the, those are the three uh, three topics we're going to get into today. So yeah. let's start at the top and talk about Uzumaki. Uh, yes, which is a, a three volume. Uh, manga series, and uh, I lent you those those copies when you guys yep. uh, came down uh, last month, October. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, this I've I've read manga before. Uh, it's not something that I'm big into. I, I'm just kind of dabble into it uh, here and there. Um, the thing about manga is you read it instead of reading it from left to right, like um, we would read a book or normal American comics. You actually read it from right to left which can be a little bit of a, a curveball once you start reading. But for me, anyway, I, I get into a rhythm of reading stuff yeah. that way and um, just, just got into it. Oh, oh and I should say, um, from here on out, let's just do blanket spoilers on everything. Yeah. Um, so, so we're covered. But uh, uh, this is the first time that you've read any type of manga, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, that was actually going to be one of my points okay. was uh, to make sure that it is actually manga and not manga because that's how I first said it in my American accent when I first read it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm pretty sure it's manga, though. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> yeah. I've been saying it that way, so I'm glad I'm right yes. uh, yeah. that I was corrected at one point. But, uh, yeah, yeah uh, this is definitely my first manga, but uh, I would agree, too. You had mentioned, uh, you know, about the way you read it and stuff, and it, and it gives you, like, warnings and, like, tells you how to do it. But, uh, yeah, I got used to that really quick. Uh, the only thing that was funny was, like, when I set a book down, like when I'm not finished with it and mm-hmm. I have a bookmark in and I set it down on my desk, like I'm very particular about how things are faced. And so <laughs> I kept facing it like a book. Yeah. And I was like, uh, no, I got to turn it right turn it around. Yeah. And uh, so that was kind of messing me up, but uh, just kind of a weird quirk of mine. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was cool. Um, I was curious how you found that that book. Um, I had actually first time. I'd actually heard about it from um, a Facebook friend uh, who had recommended some uh Japanese like horror comics to me back in the day mm-hmm. and he he had mentioned Uzumaki and I bought the first volume and liked it and this was back in like 2014 that I read the first volume oh, okay. um, and I didn't buy the the second two until um, a couple of years later and then I didn't read them until last month so oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, you have a lot to get through I've got a lot of, uh, of yeah, uh, comics I need to, of- yeah I've got <laughs> shelves and shelves of uh comics i need to read but yeah um i yeah i finally sat down and read the whole thing um that that first volume um oh and i should mention that uh the the series is written and illustrated by junji ito and um the the you can actually buy the whole series in an omnibus which has all three volumes packed into it and uh, and read it that way as well um and they're fairly cheap on amazon as well Mm. because they the books are so small um page count is is large but the actual like dimensions of the book are are, are fairly small um what was your experience with reading manga because i I, like i said you you have to read it backwards Uh, was there any Uh, issues you ran into no i thought i got used to it pretty quickly um and yeah it wasn't a big deal Uh, it was just that i think i mentioned it on the episode where we reviewed witches our favorite favorite horror book um going back and forth between the two was kind of jarring um specifically not so much that the going backwards in a book and like the panels but the the way that the word bubbles are also backwards like reading Mm -hmm. like left to right or right to left and uh so like when i would go back and forth i'd be like 
wait a second. I'd go back. It was usually when I'd go back to Uzumaki that I'd be like reading them kind of backwards in the word bubbles themselves. And I'd be like, this makes no sense at all. And then I'd be like, oh, I'm not doing it right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, it was mostly fine. Uh, I thought it was really cool and um, such a fucking inventive book. Yes. It was awesome. It really yeah, was. I, I liked it a lot. Okay, well, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, two things. One, I'm filling this beer now. Uh, and it's almost Fantastic. gone. It's almost gone. So. <laughs> um, You're like, I'm going to power through it. So. <laughs> uh, second of all, the I'm glad you brought up the, uh, the, the word balloons. The... Um, Manga doesn't really take the the word balloons to. I'm gonna get super pretentious here, Stephen. Uh, I'm gonna adjust my glasses. <laughs> Excellent. Um, the the word balloons in America are for the most part treated as a separate discipline or separate art. Uh, yeah. They don't really um, focus on that so much in in manga. I, I mean, it's gonna vary uh-huh. like series to series. But yeah. um, in Uzumaki specifically, I noticed that the word balloon tails were fairly short. They were kind of like little nubs. Oh. So mm-hmm. if it was pointed at like a group of people, um, you really had to like <laughs> discern by the dialogue itself who said whatever yes. it was, you know. Um, that was really like the one of the only things that I came into that I was that stalled my reading, you know, anything that I got tripped up on. Sure. That, that might have been it. Um the a lot of manga as well is in black and white also Mm, um so that's just part of how they do comics they're just not really interested in yeah the coloring which is weird because um in anime which is japanese animation they they do a great job of coloring there Mm -hmm. so it's not like they're averse to um coloring line art of any sort Mm -hmm. Um, it's just not something they focus on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the, the primary reason for that is in uh, Japan, whenever um, comics are printed up, they print them on whatever pipe, uh, paper they've got lying around. So sometimes it'll be white paper. Sometimes if they've only uh, got like orange <laughs> or blue paper, they'll print it on that and just throw it in a book and send it out. <laughs> like, um, in, in Japan um, and other Asian countries, you know, Everybody read, reads manga, which is like a utopia mm. for me. Like, if I can get everybody <laughs> to read comics of some sort, doesn't have to be superheroes, just whatever, whatever you want. Yeah, um, that would be great. But, um, but yeah, so, so I, I think that's why they they don't bother coloring because it's going to get uh, muddied uh, if you've okay. got you know the color blue on orange paper versus you know whatever whatever else yeah um this beer's kicked in i can't think of any other colors i'll be honest with you (laughs) well i'll go i'll go along with this because uh to me i i didn't realize since this is my first manga i didn't realize that was like a typical thing but Mm -hmm. to me it's a i i at least associate that with horror books because of walking dead yeah oh okay Um, well good right so at least with that like it made sense but i I thought it looked rad as fuck Mm -hmm. um he does a lot of, and this was the, you know, uh, Junji Ito, like you said, was yeah. uh, the writer, uh, I almost said director, but uh, yeah, written and illustrated by. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool. I liked, he did a lot of like cross hatching and like different like ways to do shadows and mm-hmm. um, a lot of like just like pen work, a lot of ink work and stuff that I thought was really cool. And uh, so, yeah, I think that would, especially if it was like, depending on the color of the paper or whatever, like I thought it was, uh, it could like muddy that up even just because of the way he's so detailed and some of the, um, the way that he like illustrates and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it worked for me, um, for the book, especially, uh, cause Uzumaki, I don't, I'm not even sure if that really meant if that's supposed to mean the spiral or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. But, um, it's all about spirals and stuff and people getting obsessed with them in this town and, and they're like, 
focused in on it and like brings them to the center, but then they get like obsessed with it and they see spirals everywhere. Uh, which by the way, I saw the second I finished the third book, I saw like three spirals online. I was like, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> That's so funny because like it's as so soon as I put up. the book down, I, I, I'm so dumb. I haven't even like bothered looking or thinking about whatever spirals <laughs> oh. I see. I didn't they're, they're mean everywhere, to. I'm sure. They show up. Oh yep. yeah, they show up. It's really <laughs> weird. Um, but uh, but yeah, I thought it would kind of fit with the the look of a spiral too. Makes sense of like a black and white, you know, spiral or whatever to right. like kind of draw your eye into it. So I felt it kind of fit with that too. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was rad that he wrote it and illustrated it. Um, I was like, did he start writing this when he was three years old and he's like 57 right now? Yeah. That sounds like so much fucking work, right. you know? And they're detailed. Like you said, the books are not that like physically that big, but the, I mean, they're, they're decent sized books and there's a lot of panels. Like it's a lot of drawing. So yeah, uh, it, I'm sure it, it is a while. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't ever researched that uh, now that you mention it, um, whether, because when I, uh, I, when, uh, <laughs> boy, that's pretentious. Uh, when a comic book creator, uh, uh, does any type of art, um, it's usually on, um, 11 by 17 Bristol mm. board and, um, it gets shrunk down in the publishing process. Mm. I don't know if, uh, they do that in manga as well or, or exactly what it is, but, um, typically on, on manga, um, well, let me put it to you like this. So for American comics, it's they, they get published in their own separate magazine or comic once a month, mm-hmm. essentially, right? Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it's more, sometimes it's less, but usually 30-day window is what you're looking at. So you've got um, a separate writer, separate artist, separate, um, I'm sorry, separate pencilers, separate inker, separate colorist, separate letterer, mm-hmm. plus an editor and all that stuff. That works on a comic um, for mm-hmm. manga, and it's gonna gonna vary a little bit for um, for each series. But in this case, let's let's take Uzumaki. He uh, Junji Ito. He was the he, he did it all essentially since yeah. he was the, the writer and the the artist. Um, it doesn't really say who did the original Japanese lettering. It was translated mm-hmm. for us, so yeah. um, there's a separate house that does that. But um, he was putting out an issue weekly, uh, so when so when you do a what a, the fuck <laughs> I know so when you and, and they're not short issues they're uh, yeah. close to like twenty seven pages or so per damn per issue there. Um, so in in Japan when they get published they usually get published instead of their separate individual like thirty page comic they get put out mm-hmm. in a um, a big thick um, uh, anthology magazine mm-hmm. of sorts. So when you buy it you get Uzumaki, you get um, like Naruto, uh, Naruto, uh, Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. You get uh, One Piece. All of, all of these whatever okay. issues for each individual series <laughs> come out, and you can keep up with them that way. So, and they come out weekly. And if you have a series, you have to put it out weekly until its conclusion. Wow. So, how it works is um, a whoever the the lead creator is. He works with a team to help him out on certain things. Um, mm. They don't necessarily get credit for it, which is weird, but that's just the the way they've got it set up. Yeah. So he may just, you know, kind of write the story and do like rough pencils over mm-hmm. whatever he he needs to do. So let's say there's a, a scene in mm-hmm. one of the uh, one of the buildings. He may go ahead and. Uh, pencil and ink the characters there but then he's got somebody else to work mm. on the backgrounds or work on the the shading or you know something to that effect okay so they've they've got a way around it 
yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Which is still Just pretty how crazy. They, how they produce them in a different way, yeah. Yeah, I think it was like so weird. What nineteen chapters total? Uh, yeah, altogether. I don't even know. Yeah. Plus, they've got a, 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 lot. a bonus chapter in there. So yeah, yeah. For for twenty weeks solid, he was he had to hit those deadlines, which wow. is wow. That's even yeah. Yeah. More I would, mind-boggling. I would just cut my hands off at a certain point. Be like, I, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> like, I, I cannot. I cannot do this. You're like, I like comics, but holy yeah. shit, this is <laughs> <Yeah>. draining. <laughs> even even with help, you know. Uh, and I don't know if they get like a lot of lead time leading up to it, or if they uh-huh. have like 50 percent of the story done before it's published. But uh, I thought that was a uh, yeah a crazy crazy thing there. Well, um, I want to get into the story in a second, but I did want to say one thing about the word balloons that since since you've talked about so much about lettering and stuff, I was, you know, drawn to the way that they were written and shown and everything. Mm-hmm. And at first it, it kind of threw me because I was like, man, the words are so small in this giant bubble because they're like typed out like mm-hmm. English words. Right. And then I was like, oh, well, duh. Like they probably had to... F- like, that's the word bubble for the, like, original Japanese. Yes. Yeah. And it's, like, those characters, whatever, so it takes a lot more space. And then, obviously, he's not going to have drawn... Like, they can't just, like, make the bubbles fit the English because, you know, you draw the bubbles on there or whatever, blah, blah, right. blah. But I wondered uh, before I knew that they just don't really care about it as much, maybe, too. Like, mm-hmm. But, like, you talk about lettering and stuff, and I was like, man, it kind of does take away from it whenever it is just, like, some typed-out words... Right. In the middle of a bubble. Like, it really didn't feel as cool. Right. Um, I liked the story, and I got used to it, and that was fine. But, yeah, it was something that I noticed. And I did notice the the balloons, like you were saying, with the little tails. And, like, they'll have, like, even, like, not even a group of people. They'll have, like, two people walking down an alleyway. And the person on that you're looking, like, uh, on the right, they'll have a word bubble to their right. And you're like, oh, cool. And then there's another word bubble to the left next to the other person with a tail to them. But it's not them. Right. It is the first person that was talking right. on the right. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not like they really do don't do a great job of that. And, and you just have to use like context, yeah, to kind of figure it out. But yeah. uh, it wasn't a huge deal. But yeah, I noticed it as well, especially since you talk about it and stuff. So oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. David, who works, um, well, he uh, he's uh, boy. This beer has really kicked in, Stephen. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> Um, David Hopkins from Hideous Energy, he uh, does lettering for um, comics here in the U.S., but he also has to do some uh, lettering changes for manga, and mm-hmm. uh, I think he's worked on One Piece and whatever, some other mega things that aren't coming to mind because, again, this beer is kicked in. So, <laughs> uh, But he, uh, I texted him once, and um, he was sending me like process photos of him uh, lettering manga and he has to actually go in there and on uh, a lot of manga they go ahead and, and hand draw the word balloon in there mm. so it's part of the art so it's not yeah. like they can just take that out and uh, and whatever's underneath it will show up and they can just exactly. get a new word balloon um, he has to fit it in there and a lot of Japanese text typically instead of reading from right to left it goes from top to bottom so Mm. You'll you'll see a lot of like oh. more narrow word yeah, balloons yeah. as well, and you have to like try to fit the words in there if so possible. Weird. So that really limits the availability of lettering that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I would not want to do that because I would just yeah. drive myself mad. I, <laughs> I just started growing out my hair again and I would just rip it all out. I would, <laughs> uh, I would freak the fuck out. But it's, uh, yeah, it makes more sense though, too, like, because they did have a lot of skinny, long, tall yes. boxes. And then, uh-huh. like, in the very middle is the words. Right. And, like, it's just like a bunch of white space <laughs> yes. on either side. And it's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. Next page. <laughs> um, but yeah. So the uh, the story of this thing though I thought was pretty rad. Um, I, I at least like the the horror aspects of that and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That it's like this uh, girl and uh, I think basically I, I, that's what I got. She's like the main character, and she has all these people around her that are getting obsessed. Like it's like her best friend uh, mm-hmm. who's a who's a guy, and his dad is the first one that's obsessed with spirals everywhere. And and uh, there's a lot of weirdness in this book. Um, I don't, yes. I don't get a lot of it, honestly, yeah. but I loved a lot of it. Um, uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of say again, I guess, in, for more like the technical aspect of it, but it, it's because of the story is I didn't know. And maybe this feeds into how they do them like weekly and stuff and how they come out. But, um, there's like a lot of stuff that happens in the chapters of the book that it's like, Oh, this big thing happened and these, these people died. And then it goes into the next one. And it's almost as if nobody talks about it again. And they're just like, <laughs> It's like they had to get, like, 19 different big deaths and all these weird things going on before they mm-hmm. were like, wait a second, we really should leave this town. Right. Um, and I was like, is that maybe their culture or, yeah, the way they're produced or whatever? Um, did you notice that as well, that it was like – it just seemed like it kind of just went from thing to thing to thing? Yes, yeah. So the, the, the first volume of this for sure, and leading into volume two a little bit, I noticed that the, um, the story was very episodic. Like, yes. I, I didn't understand, like, we've, we follow the same main character, uh, which is a, uh, school, uh, girl, uh, Kiri Goshima, uh, mm-hmm. who lives in the fictional Japanese town of, uh, Kurozou Cho. Yeah. I know I'm butchering <laughs> the fuck out of that, especially being drunk. But, that's not, um, yeah, that's not even the beer. That's just, it's just all hard to say yeah. for us. <laughs> um, and it's funny because here on Wikipedia, it uh, it has the Japanese characters for it, but also it says Black Vortex Town. So, okay, sure. <laughs> so I guess that's the, the English translation <laughs> of that name. Right on. But um, <clears throat> other than her being in the, the first, well, I, she's the, the main character throughout the series, mm. but in the, the first uh, volume for sure, uh, it seemed like things would just happen to her and after that story was over after that you know 20 something pages it would just move on to the next thing yeah. and she was like oh I'm aware of these spiral things but <laughs> anyway yeah. I'm going back to school <laughs> that, she seems so nonplussed yes yeah um, it's really weird anyway that's yeah. probably my biggest complaint about the, the series overall is she to borrow your your nickname again she's so milk toast <laughs> throughout uh, the first uh at least three quarters of this the story, um, mm-hmm. and maybe throughout the whole thing. It's been yeah. <laughs> it's been a little while since I have read the whole thing, but she seems like a character that's. Um, <laughs> did you ever watch X Men in the nineties, like yeah. the cartoon? Oh, yeah. Okay, she seems like the the Jubilee character Jubilee? for for <laughs> you know she's she's the um, the the character through which uh, we just like look through her eyes mm-hmm. uh, for the whole story. Um, she doesn't really seem to have any, like, I, I really don't know what drives her. Um, I, yeah. I, I don't know <clears throat> how I feel about her as a character. Like, I, if anything happened to her, I uh, okay, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I wasn't super invested in her as a person. Um, all of the characters around her, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they really seem to have more personality than she did. Um, her father becomes obsessed with spirals um, pretty early on, like towards mm-hmm. the end of that first volume. Um, he, uh, he he definitely gets into it. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, she doesn't do a whole lot with it, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, that's why even when I started saying that, I was like, she's the main character, right? And I was like, as I was saying it, I was like, yeah, I had to like, convince myself because <laughs> she doesn't feel that way for the first volume. I feel like anybody could be there. Yeah. It's not even really doesn't feel like it's like through her eyes that first volume as much. It's it's later on that it's like, oh, yeah, we're sticking with her this whole time because mm-hmm. you'll meet new characters like all of a sudden in a new book or whatever. And it's like, oh, well, that's that same girl, though. Yeah. And she knows this person. And then it's like, oh, you get those other people and you're kind of figuring out the town and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I definitely, I would say for, uh, in general, for Asian pop culture with names and stuff, just as, as much as I would butcher any, like saying any of them, it's hard for me to keep track of them. Yes. Um, yeah. And to remember like who's who and like, especially in this, when they're drawn, it wasn't like a person I could look at and like recognize them. I was like, mm-hmm. that's the same girl, right? Yeah. Like in the second volume, I was like, okay, that's that same one. Now I, now I can like place myself and move on. But at first I thought the second volume started with like new, like whole new characters. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wonder where they meet up. And then I was like, oh, it's her. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't realize it. So, Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was the point I was going to bring up when we talked about Soul Station, but mm. um, about the characters looking, looking oh, the yeah. same and the, the contrast with that. Yeah. But um, on Uzumaki, um, yeah, the uh, Kiri, she, yeah, I mean, like this weird like spiral stuff happens. Um, for the listener who hasn't read this, um, the 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 town becomes uh, the town they live in uh, becomes obsessed with spirals. Um, anytime there's a, a spiral in, let's say a snail's shell, um, mm. oh. people freak out about that. Um, yeah. and, and certain people become obsessed with it. Where um, her father is a pottery maker, and he's obsessed with um, making pottery that has spirals formed in it at, mm-hmm. in in some way, shape, or form. And, um, you know, towards the, the end of that first volume, Kiri's hair starts getting spirals in it. She has long, straight mm-hmm. hair, but there are spirals that kind of, um, I think they, like, pick up off of her head, right? Like Yeah, they, eventually it's, like, like, this big her, thing that's, like, off her head, like a big, yeah, yeah like, like Hela from, from Thor Ragnarok, oh, yeah. but, like, like, spirally hair, yeah. Yeah. It's a big uh, thing. And so she decides to cut her hair, I think, at the, the end of that first volume. Mm. Then it picks up on the, the second volume with her, with shorter hair. And yeah, I had the same thing. It was like, oh, who's this new yeah. person? Oh, that's her. <laughs> yeah. okay. Oh, it's her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like any, any like foreign sounding name, it just, uh, it doesn't stick with me. So yeah. I'm ju- I just assume whether it's, it's Asian or Swedish or whatever, if it's like a, a name I'm not familiar with, I don't, yeah. it's hard for me to remember what it is. Well, and another thing, too, is um, I, uh, there's a guy named uh, Chan-Wook Park. Or, if you look him up, his name is also sometimes Park Chan-Wook. And yeah, I'm like, I don't know what that... Like, I don't know how they formulate those yeah. and why they would switch that around. Like, if they just don't really have a construct like ours, like a, a first name and a surname or whatever. And I just don't get it. So Yes. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, back from uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dren, uh, Dragon, uh, Zhang Zai. Mm-hmm. Um, later, uh, like a couple of years after that movie would come out, they started referring to her as uh, Ziyi Zhang um, mm-hmm. because they, they do their names differently. They do the surname yeah. or last name first, first. and then the okay. first name. Yeah. So the, so the naming conventions are a little bit yeah. different. 
but yeah, even her, like in this book, like her name's not hard. It's like uh, Carrie or whatever. Yeah. Kyrie. Uh, yeah. But it's not hard. It's just like I didn't. Yeah. With the drawing and stuff, I didn't like recognize her. And then. Yeah. But uh, but it's it's really cool um, as everybody gets obsessed and there's all these weird things like if someone gets cremated, the, like the the clouds, the smoke going up will like form a spiral Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a lake in the center of town that like tornadoes keep going to like all this mm-hmm. weird stuff. But, uh, the biggest thing, when you said the snail shells, um, <laughs> people start like developing spirals on their bodies. Like one yeah. girl has like a, a crescent moon scar on her forehead that, uh, completes the spiral and like eventually <sighs> starts like eating through her head. Mm-hmm. And it's like this giant spiral that like consumes her eyeballs and all this stuff. And it's like really, really creepy. Like the drawings in this are fantastic. Like yeah, so the- fucked up. For that thing specifically, like, her eyeballs, like, eventually start, like, spiraling towards the center yes. of her, like, the cavity that her head has formed. It just, like, um, rolls in. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's creepy. Um, you'll have to send me a picture of that so I can, I can uh, yeah, yeah. throw it on uh, oh, Twitter so and Instagram. Creepy. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's bizarre. Like, the, yeah. the stuff that was drawn in this was just stuff I would have never thought about. Um, yeah. The, uh, at a certain point, her... Is it her dad that ends up in the the spiral in that that basket, or maybe oh, it was somebody first else? Dad, her her friend's dad. Okay, uh, that's what it was. Yeah. That, oh god, yeah. And he's like eating himself essentially, yeah. like at the end. Yeah. Uh, to make a perfect spiral, and it's yeah. so gross. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like disgusting imagery in this, and it was mm-hmm. drawn really like effectively. <laughs> yes. Uh, to think of the, like uh, something that's drawn could like scare you that much or whatever you know then seeing it like in a movie or, or a live or something mm-hmm. like that um but yeah there's some stuff you can't do of that effectively in in movies and some of this stuff would be difficult i would think um to it's easier to draw but uh the the, the snail thing is like some people have like a, a, a spiral on their back and like oh that's weird and then it like, starts growing out of their shirts and stuff and they start yeah. sweating a lot like there's like this one kid i think he's the first one he only comes to school when it's raining and they're all like whatever that's what a weirdo um but then one day he comes in and he's like transforming into a snail yeah and his eyeballs like pop out like the little antenna looking thing on a snail like their their eyes or whatever and um that thing on his back becomes like a shell and it happens to more and more of the kids there and it's so fucked up it's disgusting yeah like two of them mate with each other uh and then like escape and then, uh, oh, later on, people fucking eat them for food. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so yes, gross. That was weird. That was for sure weird. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, the uh, the comics making, uh, having something in it graphically that unnerves yeah. you. Um, I think that was one of my bigger disappointments with Witches when we yeah. read that. Um, it wasn't anything that uh, that was unnerving. Um, you couldn't Uzumaki, see if there was. Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Maybe it's super creepy. We just we'll never yeah. know. Um, the uh, the artwork in Uzumaki, like you said, is certainly disturbing. Like, yeah, it's not anything that uh, you know made me sick to my stomach or whatever. But it's just something I never would have thought about. Like you yeah. said about the 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 girl who had her face like turned into a spiral and her, oh, her yeah. eyeballs disappeared and all that shit. And um, I mean, there's there's all kinds of things like the. There are, um, each chapter begins with, um, essentially some type of new spiral, mm-hmm. um, that they have to deal with. Um, sometimes it's, uh, you know, tornadoes that go throughout the, the city. Sometimes it's people turning into snails. Sometimes it's the, um, in the, the last chapter there, they talk about a, a galaxy 
that is mm. kind of shaped like a spiral that they get into. Um, but uh, but yeah, all of it is uh, gross. Yeah, all of it is, <laughs> is creepy. Yeah, uh, I would not read this book and eat at the same time because you <laughs> don't know what's going to be on the next. Page. Yeah, you turn a page, man, and uh, yeah, oh, I would man. say that uh, along with us saying, you know, I, the episodic nature of the story and like it just didn't make much sense. Like I was thinking, if you laid this out uh, in in more of a parlance that I would know, like in a movie script or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. That I was like, if anything, I would I would cut out a lot of that stuff because it didn't really affect anybody. Yeah. But it was effective horror. It was it was horrific to look at, mm-hmm. um, and so I I think like I like this book enough that I would think that I would try this again next year around Halloween, okay. and just read it as like a, a fun book to get creeped out by because I thought yeah. it was so inventive. Um, yeah. You, I mean, when you hear about a spiral or whatever, like it just doesn't sound like that compelling, really. Yeah. yeah. But holy shit, he ran with that idea, man. It's cool. It's it, he, he had some really cool ideas to make something totally, you know, obscure and whatever um, into something truly horrifying. Um, he really knocked that out of the park, I thought. It just, story-wise, like, I don't remember how it ends, really, like, because it, it has the last chapter and stuff. It's, it's more mm-hmm. of like, I don't know, it's kind of open-ended, I guess, but... Um, there's not as much of like a, a conclusion that I re- really recall. I know ha- something happens, but yeah, it, it seemed to me like the uh, the story kind of ran its course at a at a certain point. So mm-hmm. um, again, spoilers for Uzumaki if you want to read it. Um, the the whole town eventually um, there are these shacks that are littered throughout the the city, and eventually people inhabit them um, and they become obsessed with inhabiting them and yeah. the people who live there. Um, they eventually contort their bodies and turn into spirals themselves inside these sheds and they get overcrowded. So they end up building, uh, uh, additions onto each shed. And as they do that, they eventually connect to other sheds, which connect to other sheds. And if you were to look at it from above, it turns, the whole town turns into a spiral. Yeah. Super cool idea. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Um, and then eventually once you get to the uh, end of that, or the, the center point of the town, it literally goes down into the earth. And oh, that's, that's right. where, that's where all the, the people are. Yeah. And you find out that the, the town was built on the, a town previous to that, which mm-hmm. was built on spirals. And like every so many years, this flares up again. Yeah. So, um, it, I, I thought it was interesting that the, the whole, the whole concept is not really a, um, you don't have Jason Voorhees or Freddy Krueger yeah. as the the enemy. You've got a shape, yeah, uh, which is people become obsessed with, and yeah. it's it's happened in generations before and generations before that. And um, you know, at the very end of the series, uh, both Kiri and her boyfriend, who I thought was a fucking maniac through oh, most yeah. of the series, <laughs> like he he just stays at home and yeah. he he just seems like a creep to me. I don't yeah. know I don't know what it was, but. Uh, seemed like a real dickhead. I mean, both of his parents went insane. I get it. <laughs> yeah. But for a character, yeah, he's not very compelling. He's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, the, uh, the at, at the end of the, the series, uh, both Kiri and her boyfriend um, become part of the, the larger group spiral at the bottom of that uh, yeah. center oh, point. Oh, that's right. There. They learned how to, like, intertwine. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah their, okay. their whole body's like a tort. And, and for the listener, again, we're going to put Pitter's... Uh, pictures on uh did i mention this beer was good at the end? Um, Just once we're, gonna put, we're gonna put pictures on instagram and twitter so if you want to see some examples of this stuff uh check there but um when people turn their bodies into spirals it's like they're they don't have bone structure almost it's like their their yeah. bodies just become like 
curved in a way. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's horrifying to look at. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, both those characters end up part of a larger body of spirals and um, they just wait for a new town to be built on top of this one. Uh, yeah. So a couple I, hundred years. I think that's what, yeah. Like when I said that it, it just kind of ends, like there's not really a conclusion. Like it, there is, that happens, but the, it, mm-hmm. basically at the end they're just like, Oh, this happens every few hundred years. It gets yeah. built over, it comes back out, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. And then they had that like lost chapter with the, the spiral galaxies and there's like a whole bunch of them, but then they, they just like go away or whatever. Like there's not much to yeah. that either. Um, so story wise, I, I didn't hate it. I just didn't, it wasn't really what drew, drew me to it. Um, I'm totally just on board with rereading this again next year or like yearly even uh, for a horror thing just because it's so cool and inventive. Yeah. And I'm, I'm cool with knowing it now and knowing the story and how it plays out. I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'm cool with just seeing all the disgusting drawings and, and how the shape keeps popping everywhere. And yeah, that, that was that was fine for me. So evidently, Junji Ito is a big like horror manga creator. So mm-hmm. he's got some other series out there that uh, I'd, I'd be interested in checking out. I think one of them has, uh, well, you know, on the, the three volumes I lent you, it has the... Uh, black artwork on even blacker backgrounds oh yeah um it has that kind of embossed looking uh-huh. uh, gloss to it um on another series he's got it i think it has like a fish on it which is mm. like okay 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 yeah <laughs> we'll see we'll, we'll see some fish horror <laughs> we'll see I'll how totally this goes see some fish horror. uh yeah so uh i'd uh, definitely be interested in checking that out um so for you has what are your thoughts on manga from from this point forward? Like, yeah, um, is that something that you'd be averse to, or no, no, I mean, I would, it doesn't seem like it. But I, yeah, I definitely think it was cool. Um, yeah, if you had any more that you liked or whatever, I would definitely. Mm-hmm. Or if you had something you wanted to read, that'd be fun yeah. uh, to do more of it. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, what I find from Asian cinema mostly is what I've been exposed to, but Asian, you know, with manga and everything too. Um, they're just so much more inventive than us. Uh, yeah. Americans generally, like with our horror, you know, we really stick to like the slasher f- formulas, generally what we do, or, like the typical ghost stories and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's evident in all the remakes of um, Japanese and Korean horror that we've done over the years that they really have some inventive ideas. And I think this was a definite showing that as well. So, um, yeah, not even just horror, but other manga and stuff. It seems like they have some really interesting ideas that are kind of... Yeah different than our sensibilities and uh yeah so far so good i mean i thought it was really cool yeah yeah i totally agree with that they've got their whole like thought process is different than what we've got here mm-hmm. um and that is sometimes refreshing um, yeah yeah to see um so it's yeah, a good way to totally put it agree with that yeah all right so you want to move on to train to busan yes that'd be excellent uh so you and i had talked about that and we had watched this um earlier this year i guess months ago right it was back uh, in March. I, I went back through our March? text okay, chain cool. <laughs> and, uh, and I looked it up. Awesome. Um, and at the time, uh, I remember hearing on, I think it was on Fat Man on Batman, where Mark Bernardin was talking about how um, he had recently watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it had just come out in America maybe just a, a few months before then. Mm. And he watched it and he said it was uh, it was really <laughs> interesting, really inventive. Um, he liked the acting a lot. Um and I thought, okay, well, I'll give that a shot. And I remember looking it up on iTunes, and it had like a 90-something percent yeah. on there. Um, and I mentioned it to you um, mm-hmm. because both of our wives were out of town at that point. <laughs> yeah. They were hanging out together. Uh, and so we texted each other, and 
uh, I was texting you about it, and you were like, well, I'm going to watch it now. And you did that. I was like, well, I guess I can do that too because it was just a, a 99 cent rental yeah, on yeah, iTunes. It was, yeah. And so we both watched it. And uh, I remember becoming horrified at uh, the last 15 minutes, my fucking internet stopped. Oh, yeah. And I had to call the cable company to, uh, to have them reset everything. Uh, and we had a lot of uh, internet problems when we first moved into our, our new yeah. house here. But, uh, but luckily, I, I was able to have that fixed and I was able to watch the last 15 minutes of it. And then you and I texted back and forth and forth on yeah. it for a while. Um, and that was before we, uh, before you had thought about, uh, doing a podcast. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we, we yeah, we'd watched yeah. this before, but, um, then yeah, for whatever reason, after I had said in the last podcast that, uh, I was kind of, you know, over with horror at the end of like on Halloween night, I was like, Oh, I can't do it anymore. It was like a few days later. I was like, Oh, train of the sun's on. Uh, <laughs> and I found it on Netflix again. And I was like, man, that was a really good movie. I kind of want to check it out again. And, uh, yes, yeah. So yeah, I'm glad this kind of worked out that we already, you know, we had already talked about Uzumaki, but, uh, I was glad to rewatch this again. And like you said earlier, I thought it was even better the second time. It was, it's so fucking good. As we've talked about on the show before, I'm not really big into rewatching things. Mm. And since we just rewatched it back in March, I didn't think I'd be into it, but as soon as you you texted me back that uh, you were rewatching it, I was like, "Oh shit, I could rewatch that again!" <laughs> like that was a lot of fun. It's um, so good. Uh, and again, for our listeners, if you've not seen Train to Busan, stop oh. it here, go watch it, and yeah. then come back because, my God, what a fun movie! Like you have to read subtitles. It's not dubbed at all, so you yeah. don't have American actors uh, saying their dialogue. But it's it's not really anything that's a burden. I would yeah. say. Oh no no. Um, it's uh even with all the action like yeah. the i i detest uh dubbing um if if possible uh i really would rather just have subtitles and stuff so yeah um yeah it didn't it didn't bother me ever really but um even with the action and stuff i think it's yeah totally fine yeah there's some nice character moments in this as well yeah that even though there's some some reading that you have to do it's totally worth it to me mm-hmm. um there's a lot of character building and characters mainly the the main character uh, I think changes yeah. um, from the beginning of this movie towards the end, which I thought was great. Um, the uh, the director of this movie is by uh, <laughs> the director of this movie is by <laughs> his nope. mom. Yep, is <laughs> uh, by his mother. Uh, his name is Yeon Seng Ho, mm-hmm. and uh, looking through some of his other popular works, at least on Wikipedia. Um, he's mainly an anime director or, um, okay. animation director, I, I should say, um, because I don't know if anime is what they would technically call that, um, mm. because both Train to Busan and Seoul Station, which we'll be discussing next, those are South Korean, um, mm. and I know they've got different, um, different things they call their animation oh, okay. and their comics. Sure. So, um, so yeah, I guess, uh, we'll just call it animation from this mm-hmm. point, um, but, uh, yeah, he directed both Train to Busan and Soul Station. And what, I guess just focusing on Train to Busan, yeah. um, we we discussed that we both liked the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you liked it the first time you saw it. And uh, what were your thoughts on re-watching it? Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I, you know, you had told me about it and whenever, like months ago, and I had looked it up briefly, but I didn't watch a trailer then. I watched one before the show, and that, again, I would say is, like, skip the trailer for this. It shows a lot. Um, and it's not oh, really okay. that well cut, I don't think, for American audiences. It wasn't that well cut to me um, for a trailer, but uh, 
as, as well cut as the movie is, especially. I think the editing in the movie is really, really great. And uh, But yeah, it's I hadn't really heard much about it. I looked up a little bit of it. I was like, I'm down for this. It sounds really good. good. It has really great reviews. Watched it. And then the second time, too, like just, uh, just knowing that it was great kind of lends itself to maybe a better experience, a little bit better, uh, at least. But, uh, but yeah, it's it has character moments. It has character building. It has... Um, like, one of the things I put on here is it went to the Cannes Film Festival. It won Best Foreign Film that year uh, at, at Cannes. Like, it won Best Horror Thriller Film as well there, but it's just a good, okay. solid movie, too. You yeah. know, like, um, it's it's just well-made, and it has yeah. really inventive ideas, kind of like we were talking about with the rest of the, you know, Asian horror and stuff, that um, even though this is a zombies, um, it's, it's inventive, and it's different than what you've seen before, and... Um, it has fast-moving zombies for one, which I love. I I'm yes, I, yeah. I'm a big zombie fan, but I'm not a classic zombie fan. The slow-moving zombies make no sense to me. Um, the only time they've ever made sense to me is in Walking Dead, that it's like there's just the sheer number of people, yeah. um, like especially in the comics when you're not really seeing them and everything. But mm-hmm. um, that that's what gets you is like there's just swarms of them. There's too many. But in most movies, I'm just like, you could literally move your leg and they wouldn't catch you. You could literally just <laughs> run away yeah. and they wouldn't catch you. And, and so I, I find that fast zombies are, are better. And uh, I like these. These are really creepy, too. They like stand up and they like crick everything and they're like <laughs> moving yeah. around. It's all creepy and stuff. So, yeah, I like the zombie effects. Um, the gore is really good. It's all just really solid. I think the, the thing I like about the fast-moving zombies as well is the um, you don't know if they're tired or not. I mean, they're, the, mm. the people are already dead, so mm-hmm. they're, like, post-death they become zombies. So if they are fast-moving, I mean, we don't know how their biology works. We don't know yeah. if the lactic acid builds up in their muscles and they stop, like, sprinting at a certain point. Yeah. They could just be good to go from that point yeah. forward, you know? <laughs> Forever, like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Um, so that's the, the most terrifying thing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the slow moving zombies worked for me in the walking dead comics, not so much the like TV show mm-hmm. because it's just like, uh, as long as you can like, uh, walk fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be all right. You know, <laughs> I would so, love to see that version of the walking dead where it's like mall walkers. that's how they get away from them (laughs) put on your new balance and uh, walk quickly Um, but uh, the you know I really don't have a place I'm going with this uh, I can lead it off if you want Um, so I I did write down all the different names and I can go through some of them but I'm going to butcher a bunch of them but uh, you know basically there's a, a main guy who's a fund manager so he's just like any fund manager in America too. He's just kind of obsessed with his work and doesn't really have time for his daughter. Um, it seems yeah, like very much a workaholic. Yeah, like a workaholic. He's. It seems like he's he's recently divorced. Um, his daughter has been staying with him, as far as I got. I was kind of confused yeah. on who actually had custody, or maybe their custody is different in that country as well. But um, she's staying with him at least, and she doesn't want to be there. She wants to go see her mom in Busan. She wants to take the train by herself, and he's like, "You're and too it's, young." It's, for her birthday as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so she doesn't really like her dad. Um, he's kind of a prick, and he's on his phone all the time and stuff, but he's like, I'll take you. And um, they get on a train to go to Busan, and as that's happening, a zombie you know, breakout happens throughout the entire city or country or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't really know. You don't really get the scope of all of it, which I do like. Uh, and I've, I've described this to some people, um, and I think it's a disservice to this film, though, as zombies on a train. 
Yes. Uh, like Snakes on a Plane, but uh, I've never, I never saw Snakes on a Plane, but obviously that was the silly concept and that was the whole point of it. And they went with that with the marketing. And like this, I, I feel it really does a disservice. It's not really a shitty premise. It's an awesome premise. Yeah. That it just happens to be a group of people on a train. There are going to be people on a train when, it, you know, in any zombie infestation or whatever, like that's going to happen. Yeah. And it's in a tight space, like confined. Tight. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it was cool. Like it makes it um even better that they're fast and they're scary and there's nowhere to go like you can't just get off and when they try to get off there's other zombies there like it's a cool it's a really cool concept that they play with really well yes yeah for sure the uh uh, the (laughs) the part that that i liked about this movie is um not the part the (laughs) it's uh this uh this it's fucking difficult. coffee sore. Don't <laughs> fuck around, man. Don't fuck around. Um, uh, one thing I liked about this movie is the the humor that's in it. I mean, it's not like a an overly funny movie, but mm-hmm. there's a little bit of humor kind of broken up throughout the movie. Um, towards the beginning, the father asks one of his employees, um, you know, what what kids like and or what kids are into these days mm. and it you know cuts to a different shot later and you don't know, find out um until you know a couple of scenes later that he brings home his his daughter a present to give her on her birthday and he gives her a nintendo wii and uh she looks at it like oh and he's like <laughs> what you don't like this and then she kind of looks up uh, across her room and you see that he got her a nintendo wii like earlier yeah like, she like already the, had one the box is still there yes like, <laughs> like it's been recent <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um not not a great dad yeah. certainly not a helicopter parent no um yeah. but uh yeah i mean the the dad is a kind of a, a dickhead and you're you're not really rooting for him so much mm-hmm. outside of him being the the sole uh sole way to have his daughter survive yeah. throughout the movie yeah, yeah. like until it gets to the end which i think the way the characters are <laughs> introduced and then uh, eventually killed off in this movie are handled really well yeah um i liked pretty much all of them um uh, I, I really don't know uh, how to pronounce a lot of these characters' names. I know it. <laughs> um, so I, I had my own nicknames for for everyone. So um, and luckily you've got a, a list here yeah. of uh, the the actors versus the the characters that they play. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Gong Yu uh, plays Siok Wu, which is the the the, the lead uh, male actor. Yeah. Anyway, he's the he's the fund manager. Um, I called him in our previous text, and it still holds up. Asian Benjamin Bratt. No. <laughs> yeah, totally works. It, then we've got um, Kim Suwon as Suwon, yeah. uh, which is his daughter. Confusing. Uh, I, I really don't have a, a name for her other than, uh, uh, you know, the daughter in the movie. Yeah. Um, the uh, uh, Mong, Dok, Mong Donk Suok. Yep. That's good. God. Yeah, uh, he plays Song Kwa, who is a... Uh, um, this is from the Wikipedia page that I wrote this, okay? Oh, okay. Because okay. I did not glean this information, and I wanted to ask you if you understood that he was a... No, Yeah. he's a, a tough man who is a professional wrestler. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't pick that up. I didn't know if the, 
his his coat like identified him as such. Like yeah, if maybe. he were to wear like the American like uh, Royal Rumble like, <laughs> He's got, like the wrestling belt. belt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, cool. He's a yeah. I get it. I get it. He's um, a big called, dude, obviously. Yeah, but yeah. I called I him a blue coat guy. Yeah, sure. Um, and because uh, that's where what he wears. And the first yeah. time we watched this movie, uh, I thought he was just like a fat guy or like yeah. a chubby guy. But oh, later in the yeah. movie, he takes off his coat and he's like. He he's built. Yeah, he's you know, he's, he's not, not gonna ripped, take shit from any zombies. But yeah. yeah, he's big and he's built. Yeah, he, he's a big dude. Um, we've got Jung Yumi. I don't know why I'm trying to pronounce these while I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, as as Seong Kyung, uh, which is Blue Coat Guy's pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Cho Woo Shik as uh, Young Gook, which is the uh, ooh that sounds like a racial slur. I know it really. Uh, <laughs> Young Gook, as uh, he's the baseball player, he's like the uh, the only remaining uh, baseball yeah. playing kid who uh, all of his his uh, team gets savaged by zombies yeah. and uh, they die. I, I called him Baseball Kid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, easy enough. And then uh, his friend is uh, by An So Hee, uh, uh, who plays Jin Hee, uh, which is like Jenny. Oh, okay. Uh, so yeah. I just called her Jenny in my head. Um, <laughs> And then, uh, oh my God, one of the the worst villains oh. I've seen in almost any movie He's recently. Awful. Yeah, Kim Yuol Sung uh, plays Young Suk as uh, a rich CEO, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, that's pretty bigger, much just what I call them in my head. Yeah, a bigger dick than the fund manager by far. Oh, by yeah, far, he's by awful. far. Like uh, he he's just terrible in every sense of the word. Yeah. Like he would, uh, he he would like. Uh, punch people or um, the throw uh, them at zombies. Yeah, yeah. Jenny, he would like he was like talking to somebody else, like one of the uh, the trained people. Mm-hmm. And Jenny ran up on him and was like trying to trying to relay some information. Hey, we need to let these people on the train. And he like threw her against the wall. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh, this guy's uh, this guy's just terrible. Awful. Constantly, constantly yeah. terrible. What I like about this and and some other movies too um, is a really clear defined different groups of people that we get to mm-hmm. see like when they're on, like they like board the train and then as they play out throughout and then how they like cross over and meet each other and stuff, because they're yeah. all in different train cars. And as this stuff starts happening, like what starts it off is like one chick runs on the train and she's been bitten. And, uh, and there's another guy too, like a homeless man who's seen some shit go down, but you don't really know what's happening. That kind of leads into yeah. the prequel, I guess. But, um, He's like he's not bitten, but he's seen some stuff. So that that chick dies and wakes up as a zombie, and then it starts the infestation. But it's like going on the train. Like they don't, they're not, they don't know what to tell anybody. Like they don't know it's zombies, so they can't relay yeah. that down the train. And the people just keep getting bitten, and it's kind of cool. But I like like the baseball group. There's like this whole team, and they yeah. have like a car basically to themselves. Uh, and then that one girl who's like a groupie of the team, um, who seems like just like the popular girl in school. Like she even tells him mm-hmm. like she sits next to that guy. And, He's like, I want to be alone, and she's like, No, when I pick you, you're picked. Like, that's it. You don't, right. you don't tell me, no, you know. Uh, yeah. But everybody was like really clearly defined. You had like the the the, the dick um, fund manager and his daughter. You had the the baseball team, um, the the guy like the big dude and his wife, his pregnant wife, and he was like a uh, probably my favorite character. Um, yes, you know, yeah, right? he's awesome. Yes, definitely. He, he starts yeah. off where he's just like the little girl's trying to go to the bathroom, and his wife's in the bathroom, and he. He's like, okay, let me knock on the door. And she, like, pounds on it to, like, tell him no. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah. he's this huge dude. He's like, sorry, wife, sorry. Yeah. Um, and he's just funny. Um, 
I didn't mention them on here too. There's there's also two older uh, elderly ladies, like best friends, that play a, a, a big role um, throughout it. Yeah. Um, they just weren't listed on the Wikipedia that I saw. And then that rich CEO that all have their different roles to play throughout it. And uh, uh, the baseball players thought that were cool because they they innately have weapons with them, which is awesome on the yeah. train. They have all these bats, but only a few of them have time to get them when the zombies get to their train car. And mm-hmm. so most of the team is wiped out like immediately. Like there's only like five of them left that aren't. Yeah. And then you get you get to go with them for a little bit, and then like a few of them die, and like you don't know who's safe at any time. And most of the people throughout the movie are not safe. Like almost everybody dies. And I love that. Like, I'm totally on board. (laughs) I'm totally on board, like, switching characters. Like, I was hoping The Walking Dead actually might go more that route where everybody, like, Rick would die, like, all the characters would die, and, like, you would just meet another character along the way, and it would just go with them and just branch off different ways. And uh, I kind of like this in a, you know, more contained um, state um, that for a movie and everything that they, you kind of get to go and meet all these people. But, yeah, none of them are safe. So... Uh, it's yeah, pretty cool. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially once you get to the end of the movie. Yeah. It's uh, it, it's a sparse cast <clears throat> yeah. at, that, at that point. Um, two things. Um, if I mispronounced anyone's name at all, <laughs> I apologize. Uh, it was not intentional. Yeah. Um, I've got a, a giant beer in me, and uh, also I'm just not familiar with the language, so yeah. I apologize. Uh, I am 50% uh, South Asian, uh, at least. There you so. Go. I, I'm not trying to insult anybody. <laughs> We're all friends here. Um, second thing, um, and I, I uh, when I went back and read our, our previous text back from uh-huh. March, um, the same thing stood out to me. There are actually, um, it's the first time I've ever seen a typo in subtitles before, oh. um, which is not capitalizing the first letter of a sentence. Mm. And uh, I noticed it the first time, but I actually caught a second one oh, uh, funny. this time when we watched it. And uh, I'm going to put those on our Twitter and Instagram <laughs> just because I enjoyed it so much. That's I enjoyed it so much. Um, and I, I made sure that it wasn't a continuation of a previous sentence oh, yeah. or anything like that. There's like a clearly defined That's stopping point. Here's where a new sentence begins. And we're man. just not interested in capitalizing you're the first letter. All about I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> you're all about that lettering, man. Yep. Gotta focus on it. <laughs> Somebody has to. Um, right. These are the things that matter today. Um, the there were a lot of points in uh, Train to Busan where things were very tense. Um, yeah. Especially when they get to that first train station and they have to exit the the first train and then get on a second one. Um, uh, Asian Benjamin Bratt and his daughter are going to get on a or go a, a separate route mm. but that mm-hmm. route gets blocked off because the military who they think is there to save them they've all turned to zombies yeah so they have to turn around and i love that go idea back and uh yeah uh blue coat guy uh man he had every right to not let asian benjamin bratt mm. into uh to those like yeah that glass hallway or whatever but he did and that shows what kind of upstanding yeah uh, citizen he that's is. why i liked him because he is a good guy throughout the entire thing like yeah. he is looking out for everybody but himself constantly and yeah. he even calls that guy like uh because earlier before that he and his pregnant wife are running to the doors and the fund manager dude has the door and the train closed and <sighs> finally yeah. lets them in you know after the guy fights off some zombies like keeping yeah. he and his wife safe finally lets him in and he like grabs him by the scruff and he's like you would like how dare you not let me in and blah 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 and uh, I was like, man, yeah, he's even then he's he's right, you know, like uh, yeah. and then later on, he still lets him back in. Like he's still the the bigger, the bigger guy in a, in a good way, you know, just 
how he is. So, um, yeah. yeah, he was awesome. Um, I liked a lot of the inventive things that weren't so far off the mark of regular zombie lore. Uh, like his wife is the one that realizes that um, whenever they the zombies couldn't see them, they weren't freaking out. Uh, it's only like when they can see yeah. them through glass. So I, I specifically mm-hmm. liked what do you do with that information? Like how do you cover it? Like they could have gotten suitcases. They could have gotten like coats and like try to hung them up or whatever. But yeah. she just grabs a newspaper and some and a bottle of water and sprays the water on the thing and just like plasters the newspapers up. And I was like, that was cool. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Genius. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah it was this, so in the, yeah, in the real details. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I like that. Uh, and then that plays into it later on when they they get off the train where you're talking about. They're they're gonna get a, they get attacked by the military. So like half of the people on the train are dead, but they're all running back. They're in different cars. Um, the baseball players get separated from the girl, like the girlfriend. So she's now with like the CEO and that part of the train, whatever. The other people get down further on the train, and the daughter and the guy get separated whenever the zombies are coming after them. So there's like a big mess up, like mess up where people are on different station, like different parts of the train, zombies in between them and stuff. Um, and I, but so they have to get through, and that's whenever the the big guy takes his coat off, and you realize, oh, he's like. <laughs> massive and he's like built or whatever and it's such a fucking cool scene i I remember flipping out when i first saw that because it's him the baseball player and the dad and Mm -hmm. they're like we have to get from like car 13 to car 9 where my daughter is and the pregnant wife is and they're locked in a bathroom no they're they're in car 9 they have to get to 13 okay yeah so they're but they're like locked in a bathroom from the zombies they can't do anything and the guys are all like all right and he just like slowly takes off his jacket and he's like yeah. this tight T-shirt on, and you're like, "Oh, yeah. shit's about to go down." <laughs> it's Anytime so I cool. see somebody like wrapping up their arms or their fists Ugh. with tape in a movie, yeah. I'm just like, "Oh, it's about to get real." It was awesome, yeah. And they're like, they're like building weapons, but I love that specifically. He grabs like magazines and like tapes them around his arm, so yeah. the zombies can't yeah. bite his arm, so he can like use them. I was like, "That's genius." Never seen that before yeah. in a zombie movie. Like that was cool. It was. Baseball players got like he has other like. I feel like it's more like equipment, like a catcher's, uh, not mitt, but like some kind of equipment. He like yeah. tapes all up. Um, the, uh, the dad just wraps like his coat around it, whatever. But I, I was like, that's a smart way to do it. And then they just have to go through like one car at a time through all the zombies. And it was such a phenomenal scene or a set of scenes. <laughs> it really was, yeah. Uh, but that's where they find out when they go through a tunnel that once it's dark, the zombies can't see them. And they can yeah. distract them by, like, they can hear them and stuff. So they have to be really mm-hmm. quiet. But that's kind of the impetus for, like, getting through the rest of the train and, and all that stuff. And I thought it was a really unique, cool uh, zombie change to, to zombie lore that didn't, yeah. didn't like, it's not like sparkles, sparkle vampires. Uh, you know, like, it's a cool <laughs> Which change. Which great. Yeah. We all love <laughs> We all love it. But it's, like, a cool change that I was like, that's that makes sense. Like, I think that's a cool, like, it, you know, it works in this world, and it's it made it for a much more interesting movie that way. So, yeah, I was totally on board with that. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, the the way they were able to, um, to, to clear one car, then they get to the next one, they're like, okay, here's a whole new set of problems. How do we get around this? Like, just seeing how they problem solve yeah. as they go, I thought was awesome. Yeah. Like, he borrowed, um, the, the dad borrowed uh, Blue Coat Guy's, phone oh, and yeah. uh <laughs> when he uh when he did that he uh he called his phone and uh, the zombies ran past it was like some cheesy like <laughs> ringtone or whatever yeah and then later uh as they were safe uh hiding in one of the bathrooms he uh they were like busting each other's chops he said how come your <laughs> your uh ringtone is so tacky and uh like i'd never heard it before uh-huh. um 
or I'm not familiar with that song anyway, like in in my head I was picturing it as like uh, Gangnam Style or oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a, that helps. It's yeah. not a one to one comparison <laughs> because that's also South Korean, yeah, yeah. but um, it's just something that was kind of cheesy so that, that he was though. playing. Yeah. And then then he asked the the baseball kid like, how do I change it? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, like just a little bit of levity. Yeah, there's like uh, some good moments way. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yep. Yep. The uh, <laughs> the, uh, the CEO. Uh, that's when he really starts. I think even most or more, or whatever, becomes like the the dick that he is. Um, he's with the the baseball player's uh, girlfriend. We will say, and she's like, my friends are coming and everything, and he has them shut the door, and then. Um, as the guys are coming through and they, they get the pregnant wife and um, the daughter and the homeless guy. And then also, I think that's who's there. And then one of the two old elderly ladies, like they get split up and they get mm-hmm. split up outside of the train with zombies where one of them is getting attacked and the other one gets pulled away by the daughter. So she can't help her friend. And then it's kind of like the friends are like, I, I, I got it that she was like, you didn't help me or whatever. But they're both yeah. not bitten. They both get on the train just in different cars. So yeah. they're trying to get through. And the people in the most, like, that, uh, where the CEO and the baseball player's girlfriend are, like, that's where, like, most people on the train are. And they're trying to get through. And they all, like, they're like, no, we're not going to let them through. We're not going to open the doors. We could all get bitten, blah, blah, blah. And they, like, quiet her and, like, shut the doors and won't let them through. And that's specifically where I liked it, too. It changed into the, the kind of Walking Dead or whatever, like, the uh, idea of, of, like, humanity is the worst problem. And it's not just the zombies and everything and, like, what do you do in that situation? And they have to, like, try to break through, and that was all really cool. Um, I like the storyline of that, I guess, I would say. Uh, yeah. But then they get through, and that's all, another part of, like, the, the Korean or whatever of way is, like, different culturally like they're all there and once they're there they're like okay you need to leave go in the next go in <laughs> yeah. the, where the luggage luggage is and the next train over and everybody starts shouting at them and like not yeah. doing anything they just keep shouting like shaming them and i was like this would not happen in america this would be totally like a different scenario um yeah people would like force them more than just like yeah it, it, you know? it would get physical yeah it would definitely yeah. get physical like way faster and i thought that was kind of weird but maybe just like a quirk of their culture versus ours. Yeah. Um, but I liked that because they all get pushed to the next car and it's just like the few of them that are there and the, and then people lock it again. Yeah. Which I thought was funny because it's even further away from the I know, zombies. I thought that was funny it's too. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you guys just like get in yeah. there anyway? Just be, just have like an empty car yeah. between you and the zombies <laughs> just in case they break through. That seems like the better idea. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I could think of is that it's like so small where the luggage is, but still I was like, at least like make them go back. Or something like, you know, you don't have to make them stay here. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, once they're there, that's whenever, uh, the, I guess the CEO is still kind of fighting with everybody. Like he's fought with them, but the, the, the girlfriend gets to go with the baseball player. So she's with that group now, the good group we'll say, and then the bad group. But I love that scene because that old lady just slowly gets up and walks back to her. I think her friend dies. Her friend dies. That's what it is. It's it's her sister. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I didn't yeah. notice that. Okay. Yeah. Um, her sister dies, and she sees her as a zombie, and she's kind of like, why did you let this happen, and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. she's looking back at all the people that have forced them through, and she's like, fuck these people. And she just opens the door, and I was like, yeah. yes! Yeah. Just the yeah. comeuppance of it is fantastic. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the lady who opens the door... Um, 
the the one with the curly hair. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, I was like, is this lady wearing a wig? Oh, absolutely. Because, she, because otherwise, she looks like a a fairly young yeah, what, like maybe in her like forties <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I was like, are they just like I totally still getting this lady? <laughs> I thought the same thing, man. Okay, I, good. It I'm glad really it wasn't weird. just me. Yeah, <laughs> it really did. It stood out to me a lot. Yeah. The, her her sister actually looked like a, an elderly yeah. woman, but but that lady, she was just like, um, I guess you'll do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Can you wear this wig? Put this on. We'll put some talcum powder in it. We can't. It'll be fine. We can't put two older people in this movie. That's ridiculous. <laughs> obviously. So. Uh, but yeah, so I love that. Uh, yeah. And then everybody like it's like a massacre. Um, the CEO gets away though, <sighs> but. Everybody but else, the way though. he does it is he he shoves the train employee. Oh yeah, uh, remember because they're hiding in that bathroom. Uh-huh. He you can see his eye like like kind of pop out of the um, the the bathroom stall where they're hiding. Mm-hmm. There's a zombie right there. There's the, the the zombie is clearly like standing inches away from where he's like peeking out. Yeah. And then uh, the train guy is like. So is the coast clear? And then the guy's like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, no, it's fine. You go, you go ahead. So then uh, the guy like opens the door and the CEO shoves him into the zombie uh, and he just gets decimated. I'm like, this fucking asshole. He is the worst. Oh yeah. my God. There, like there's so many parallels between South Korean culture and American <laughs> culture, at least in this movie. Yeah. They're just like, oh God, I just, I fuck it. Ugh. Fuck yeah. this guy. So there's, I would agree with that because uh, what I wanted to bring up versus the uh, the host that I was saying where they were over the top with like wailing and crying and stuff. There's a scene <laughs> with the uh, the baseball yeah. player and his girlfriend where they both like I think there's like a couple scenes where they like break down and they're both crying about their friends and there's like other parts where people are doing that. But for the most part, I was like without subtitles and stuff. Like it looks like America. Like it looks like a train station in America. Oh, like much, yeah. do what I said very much. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, their actions fit mostly with Americans. Like, he definitely seemed like a shitty CEO. The other guy seemed yeah. like a shitty fund manager. And, like, we see sometimes. And, and uh, the characters, for the most part, like, the baseball players, I was like, we have baseball. Like, yeah. it, it really did feel pretty similar um, for this one, like, versus the host for me. Like, this was a, a much better... Yeah. If you're going to watch, like, one movie from Asian horror or whatever, like, this is a good start. That would be like an easy yeah. transition and stuff. As uh, it's, it just feels like any other zombie movie you've seen, it just has subtitles. So yeah. Um, as far as the the way this movie was filmed, I uh, I found a behind the scenes video on YouTube mm-hmm. that I watched. It was about ten minutes long, and instead of doing green screen on the side of the train, like for the windows and everything, they actually had all of these video monitors that were the length of whatever selection of of train uh-huh. that they they used. And they would have video of, um, uh, like, the background oh, cool. moving. So, like, whatever scenery you would see. So they didn't have to go in and post-production and yeah. do that. Um, it looked the, great. The wall of, of video monitors that they had looked very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm sure it's probably a lot cheaper than, uh, you know, doing CGI yeah. and putting that in there and, and clearing well, and better. all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, yes. it looked really... I, I thought the effects were great in this movie, so... Yeah, yeah it was I cool. did too. Yeah. Um, one of the things with the zombies that I had, um, I had noticed it but didn't connect it so much, but I saw a review of it online that um, they do like the World War Z type of zombies. Did you ever watch that movie with Brad Pitt? Uh, yeah, yeah, we saw it once. Okay. Yeah. So like in, in World War Z, the zombies just keep going, so they pile up really fast. Um, and they can like reach heights because they're just like crawling all over each other. And this movie yeah. does that too, where like uh, where they're breaking through the glass yeah. and like in different parts of the train, where like there's so many of them, they just kind of burst through, 
and then his zombie bodies just like pour in and uh but it was cool like i didn't i didn't take it as like oh they're doing the world war z thing i'm like no each time any movie comes out like it can change things and sometimes that sticks and movies kind of run with that like scream did that to a lot of movies in the late 90s they mimic Mm -hmm. it but it's not like they're doing scream they're just like going with a new vocabulary basically yeah and i felt like that this was a new vocabulary for zombies and it was better than world war z like by far so uh, I thought so. Yeah, yeah I, I I saw World War Z um, after it came out on on video. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched it, and I can't really tell you anything about I that movie. Either. I know Brad Pitt's in yeah. it. Um, I thought it was just okay. Yeah. Um, but I thought Train to Busan was a lot better. And yeah, the 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 zombie lanch that would happen <laughs> uh, where they'd pile on top of each yeah. other. It was legitimately terrifying. Oh, so like, terrifying! I, I cannot being imagine. I I can't imagine like being in that scenario. Yeah where that would happen because yeah like the first you know like zombies that are four deep in there uh they they essentially fall over yeah. but the zombies after that they are running yeah for you like there's no time to like wait around yeah. they are coming to get your ass it's just terrifying so. it's just like a horde of them instantly yes like in in yeah. wherever you're at like they just broke through the glass and so they're just all there and it's so yes. creepy like yeah <laughs> it was cool i thought that was cool uh um, yeah and then uh, I, we don't have to go through like a play-by-play. We, we kind of did there for a little bit just because I, I, I thought mm-hmm. that was a big part of it, um, especially like moving through the train, that that was so cool and everything. Yeah. But I do like, you know, once they're free of that, they, they stop again finally at uh, – at Bus- uh, they're not even at Busan Station yet. They're at somewhere else. Yeah, uh, Seoul, yeah, before they get there. Maybe at that point. But when they had to switch trains and the, the conductor like runs to the other one and stuff. I, th- I think it was a different place yeah. actually because they left they, they were in Seoul like at the beginning of the movie oh okay and they leave Seoul to go to Busan yeah. so um, I don't I don't remember okay, where okay. it was I think it began with a D yeah <laughs> so that's cool cool yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it comes it all comes back to the D <laughs> <laughs> so they left D town and uh, yeah, yeah so they're there and they they're gonna switch trains so he's like there's nowhere else to go like the train track they were on had something on it like another train fell over or whatever and so they're like we can't do anything here they we have to switch uh and again that ceo guy just fucks everybody up uh he throws the girl uh the girlfriend from the baseball player to a zombie and then they have a, a nice moment the baseball player and the girlfriend um and then uh he throws the conductor i think to the zombies to get away as well yeah as he's yeah. going there um but the dad throughout this whole time has, has been showing himself to be better and better um the uh, pregnant wife is still there, but her husband unfortunately got bit earlier on. That was also a, a cool emotional scene, especially since he was the best character. Uh, yes. He's trying to save them all. He's holding the door, and like one of them just happens to get his hand on the door. Mm-hmm. And so he's like makes her leave and everything and not come close to him. That's a really emotional scene. There was a lot of noises. Is that Santa? <laughs> that was weird. It was like, do 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 but, uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's just a, like the girl, the pregnant woman, the CEO and the dad and the CEO and the dad have to like fight it out on the train. And the, uh, the CEO yeah. at one point had been bitten as well. So he's been such a dick this entire time and he gets to the end moment essentially and he's turning and so he's going to fuck everything up again and it's just like, mm-hmm. fuck, whatever. And he, he gets the dad and bites him. So, uh, the dad has to then you know, protect the daughter and the, and the pregnant wife or the pregnant woman. Yeah. And, uh, kind of helps them, like shows the woman how to like work the train, like where they're going. And then he has to leave the daughter and, and go to the back of the train and, and like, be like, I can't 
protect her anymore. I have to let this go. And it's a really emotional scene. Um, I like that. I thought it was beautifully shot as well. Whenever he's on the back yes. of that and he kind of just falls. And I think it's like in shadow. Yes. Right. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. Yes. A, a shadow on the ground. So yeah. good. I, I, I did too. Like the way it's, it's done with the, uh, the music right there. And he just falls in slow motion. You see a shadow, yeah. like fall off the train. Um, yeah. Super cool. It really yeah. is. Um, and then, uh, kind of ends with the you're at like the the last station or whatever where the the wife the pregnant lady and the daughter have gotten off and they have nowhere else to go and you see like soldiers facing down like a like a sharpshooter facing down the the tunnel and they're Mm -hmm. walking and they're they see them and they're like oh you know we might have people here and their their higher-ups are like just shoot them because they can't control them whatever and that little girl starts singing a song which was something that she was trying to sing for her dad in a recital earlier on. So it plays into it too. Mm. We just didn't really touch on that part, but um, it, it's a cool thing because she starts singing the song and that's how they know that they're human and they're okay yeah. and that they're rescued. So it's just the two of them and the baby, I guess, uh, in her belly uh, that are saved at the very end of this from all these people on the train. And it's just really harrowing. It's cool. Uh, I thought it was a great ending. Uh, it just stops on the daughter's face as she stops singing and the soldiers yeah. like running to them and she's just like crying and she's just, she was a great actress too. Uh, oh she really uh, was yeah Yeah. and uh just kind of stops on that and just like goes to black and you're just like fuck Mm -hmm. like it just really hits you right at the end the uh the song that she was singing was aloha oi Uh which is a a song that's sung in hawaii yeah yeah uh, which i thought was awesome so uh i don't know if it was purposely for american audiences yeah i didn't know what that was for uh, yeah to me it was like america we got you boo (laughs) how you doing i know that there's like a large asian population in hawaii because uh, they're so yeah. close to everything, uh, rel- relatively close, I guess. But um, yeah. but yeah, I didn't know like why that was. I, I thought it was an w- interesting choice, but it's it's yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, I dug it. Uh, one thing one thing that I liked about uh, the end of it, where it's just uh, the father, the daughter, and then the the pregnant lady, uh, when they're running to that train, you see all of these zombies like running behind them, and they're just like swarming. Oh on yeah, them. yeah, it's yeah. like a SWAT oh, team of that. zombies running. That was so cool. And I was like, holy shit! And I've seen this movie. before. <laughs> <laughs> and even still, I was like, oh, my God, they've got all these people. Like, just the amount of yeah. extras. Um, I don't know if any of it was CGI or not, but it looked like they just took a bunch of extras and just, and just told everyone, yeah. even the principal actors, to just fucking haul <laughs> ass towards this train. It's terrifying. And they did. And by the time they, they get on the train, you're like, okay, they're safe. And then, then about that time, one of the zombies jumps and grabs the oh, railing behind yeah. them. And then uh, another zombie jumps and grabs the railing. And then... You know, a couple more zombies grab onto them, and then more and more. So there's like a trail of zombies yeah. being dragged behind this uh, train engine, and it was it was insane. Yeah, because they're like, it's the same thing. It, like they're just like running, and like yeah. they're gonna they're getting them because they're just like yeah, attached yeah. and just keep running and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and there's one zombie. Um, after there's like a trail of zombies, he like is able to crawl on all of their backs and runs and jumps. He misses, but he got pretty yeah. close to. To like getting yeah. on there, so it's that. something that they they couldn't just like let them hang on and and be drug off like zombies in this universe. They've just got infinite stamina. Yeah. Yeah. Like they will eventually get you. <laughs> so uh, the dad had to like go down there and like stomp yeah, on their like hands to kick them all off and everything. But, when it's fun when they finally uh, fall very, off, it like yeah. stops and then they they like they're still just running though. Like people just run around them. Like you have this whole yeah. group of them that just stop in the middle of the train tracks, but. It's like a bunch of them are still going. So creepy. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. 
The next movie we're going to talk about is Soul Station, which, as we mentioned before, is animated. Um, this is a, I guess, spiritual sequel, or I'm sorry, prequel to Train to Busan. Um, there aren't really any characters that cross over yeah. um, other than it takes place in Seoul, South Korea, and it has zombies there. Yeah. Uh, and the director is the same. So. <laughs> I mean, Otherwise, they're, they're totally different. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, I guess, totally like separate, the, I how say. the outbreak happened, but it doesn't even yeah. really go into that a whole lot. Like, you still don't see the outbreak in the beginning of Soul Station either. It's just like one first yeah. dude, but yeah. you don't see what happened to him to get him there either, so. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and there could be a whole bunch of stuff that led into him getting bit yeah. to begin with or whatever, so. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, same director, Yan Seng-ho, um, and I looked him up on, on Wikipedia, and he previously directed The Fake and The King of Pigs, which were both animated. Um, the Fake looks to be animated similarly to Soul Station, whereas mm. The King of Pigs is, uh, looks like it's entirely hand-animated. Oh, wow. Um, the I guess the main difference for me is that <clears throat> Soul Station and at least the trailer I saw for the fake, they both seem to be animated with um, CGI playing mm-hmm. a portion of it. Like um, it almost almost looks like it's a video game kind mm-hmm. of uh, where the characters are uh, wire forms with mm-hmm. um, some type of. Um, uh, what do you call it? Some some type of uh, image or texture laid on top yeah, of yeah. whatever those are. Um, the wh- what did you think about Soul Station? Um, I think it's funny beca- that it is the same director because as much as I love Train to Busan, I was very mm-hmm. bored with Soul Station. Okay, um, yeah. I thought it was okay. Um, I think if it was a live action movie, I would like it more. But uh, mm-hmm. and again, like we said earlier, like I, I it's maybe not anime since it's not Japanese or whatever, but uh, yeah. just animation style or whatever. Like I, I don't watch anime at all. I've tried mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, whereas I had never really read manga before. I'd never really tried, but anime I've just never really been getting. I've never been able to get into. Um, and this to me also like it was it was good, but the some of the drawing and or like. They would do, like, like you were saying with that guy's face earlier, like, it'll just, like, do, like, a slow pan across someone's face. There were, yeah. like, crowd scenes where, like, nobody's uh-huh. moving at all. And it was, like, mm-hmm. the longest shot. And so, like, all I kept doing was, like, noticing that nobody's moving and stuff. Um, yeah, so it didn't draw my, my attention as much as Train to Busan. But I still liked the story. It was kind of inventive. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some, some cool aspects to it. But, yeah, there's not really any crossover to it. Like, uh, I, mm-hmm. I guess I like that they are two separate things you don't need either one of them together but uh the mm-hmm. same token like it's like oh i probably wouldn't watch it again like I'd, i would rewatch train to busan so yeah yeah so what do you think um, when you texted me last week that you were watching train to busan before we even came up with a theme for this episode um i uh you'd mentioned wanting to watch soul station mm-hmm. just to you know kind of have the full experience with it yeah um and so i I bought on iTunes Soul Station. Oh, yeah. Just twelve ninety nine, But um, and it has a high score on Rotten Tomatoes, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, I remember liking Train to Busan, same director. I like, um, you know, animation in general, so mm-hmm. I thought this is a no-brainer. Um, so one thing that, that bothered me is uh, the animation on this. It seemed like the, the frame rate was mm. odd. Yeah, like it, it wasn't smooth. Like I'm, I associate with just regular animation mm-hmm. and especially on anime. Yeah, um, and I wasn't sure if this is just how South Korean animation looks, mm-hmm. but 
it, it looked off to me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, like <clears throat> there were there were parts where the the um, the clothing should have moved. Like there was a, yeah. a, a point where a character had their arms raised, but the sleeves of her shirt, like gravity didn't take place in this universe or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So like the, the cloth from her sleeve didn't touch the top of her arm. It was just like hovering there for some reason. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, there's definitely some CGI here. And especially if you see um, the way people walk, it just looks odd. Yeah. Like the, the, the clothing is part of the, the character model and it uh, it just looks looks awkward. Yeah, and they would um, they would do some for the like the fast zombies. They would do yeah. like a regular drawing, but then they would just do like a, a clearly like digital like wind fast moving effect to be like yeah. no they're moving fast and it didn't really sell yeah. it to me at all. Like it was kind of weird. Um, yeah. I kept feeling uh, I might I might be a way off base here, but it it reminded me of like the it, the colors weren't that like saturated and the mm-hmm. style of it wasn't that great to me. It kept reminding me of like childhood cartoons and stuff. Like I kept getting a, a an Inspector Gadget vibe, that was just <laughs> like a. <laughs> I don't know if that's like I haven't seen Inspector Gadget in so long. I might be totally off yeah. with my mind, like what I'm thinking of. But like, where it's like a, a kids' TV show where they they don't really care about gravity or the animation so much. Like it's just like banging them out, you know. But I'm yeah. like, this is like a full movie, so like I felt like it should have been better in that sense. Yeah. Uh, but on that note. Full disclosure, when I heard about this movie, I swear to you, I thought this was a 30-minute short. I thought this was, <laughs> okay. like, a short film prequel, that it was just, like, a fun okay. thing. And sure. so I was getting into it, and I was like, man, this is kind of dragging. And I paused it, and I was like, this is, like, an hour and a half long. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I did not expect that. So it seems a funny. lot to me, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a rude awakening. Yeah. Um, and when I was watching this, uh, because I watched this before I rewatched Train to Busan, mm. I was like, oh, man, maybe Train to Busan isn't as good as I thought it was. Oh, but yeah. it very much was. Like, yeah. I enjoyed it even more the second time. So um, for whatever reason, this didn't uh, didn't hold up yeah. for me. Um, I'm with you. I, I, I expected more out of it, I guess. It, it was, I thought it was weird that I, th- uh, I thought Train to Busan was more ambitious and there's a lot mm. more... Um, a lot more uh, spectacle that went yeah. into it than than uh, Soul Station, which is weird because when you're working with animation, for the most part, there's not as much of a budget for you know crazy shit to happen. You know, mm-hmm. you don't actually have to blow up a building. You know, you can just yeah. have somebody. You pay somebody to draw a building exploding. You <laughs> <Yeah>. know, um, <laughs> you can you can but, let your imagination run wild because you can just draw whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I thought the the spectacle of Train to Busan was yeah. uh, a lot more evident than this. Uh, I agree with that. Soul Station, um, it was, uh, which is fine. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I guess I just expected stuff to to get a lot uh, to be a lot more visually um, spectacular mm-hmm. uh, no. because you don't really have to pay all these <clears throat> extras or whatever to, to get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the story is pretty much a uh, it's the story of a, a girlfriend and a boyfriend. Um, their relationship falls apart because he creepily uh, decides to post pictures of her while she's sleeping um, <laughs> through an internet cafe as a prostitute <laughs> for people to to I guess try to plan dates with her. Um, and he says that he she doesn't have to sleep with them, but he wants her to. I guess steal money from them or whatever when they meet up and yeah. 
it's just a, a weird it was a such weird a weird premise. vibe yeah yeah I, I don't know if that's something that comes up in south korea or whatever but i i don't think that would play for american audiences yeah no no it's definitely weird and there's a part two where they're after that though i was like man this is really fucked up because she's all mad at him like screaming at him in the middle of that internet cafe and then she's like, I don't do that anymore. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So you find out that she used to be yeah. a, um, a call girl, but she, she gave it up and um, I guess was trying to just live a, a regular life. But uh, the, the boyfriend was all about it yeah. for whatever reason, just trying to take advantage. Um, and then we meet um, her father. Yeah. Quote, so far. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he, he wants to know what happened to his daughter and all this stuff. And, uh, so, uh, the, the boyfriend and girlfriend, they split up and that's when the, the zombie outbreak happens and they're trying to get back to each other. The boyfriend meets the father and they kind of team up to try to chase her down. And, um, that's kind of the main story yeah. of it. Uh, the, all three of them trying to reunite amongst this zombie outbreak. Um, the <laughs> the the story itself just seemed kind of okay. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't as into it as yeah. Train to Busan. Um, it's not as it's layered. Just kind of like yeah, yeah. It just seemed like survival yeah. horror to me, um, which is fine. It was you know not. It was good, but yeah, not as good as Train to Busan. Like um, yeah. it's kind of about like her dad and the boyfriend like trying to search out the the daughter, but there's some yeah. like emotions there. Obviously, like the daughter left the dad or whatever is what the information you get, and then the boyfriend and the daughter are just broken up. So you're like, all right, nobody's really attached to her right now, but they both care about her and they have to go looking for her. But, uh, overall it wasn't that compelling. It was, it was cool to see mm-hmm. just like a different story in a zombie world or whatever. Like I'm always cool for mm-hmm. stories with that, but yeah, it wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah. yeah and I, uh, as I was watching trade to Busan, uh, there's a homeless man in that movie that, uh, shows up and he's in probably a, a, at least half of mm-hmm. that movie. And I was wondering <laughs> if his character yeah. was from Soul Station, but no. um, going back through and, and looking it up, no. <laughs> no. Nope. There's no, no actual crossover. Nope. Nope. Yeah. I mean, there were some um, some homeless people in train, uh, I'm sorry, in Soul Station, but not a not anyone that looked like no. uh, that guy. Well, that's what I kept thinking. Like, maybe the drawing again is off, and I'm just not seeing him, but I'm like, mm-hmm. no, he wasn't there that I saw. Um, the, the only yeah. connection, really, is that it seems to have happened with a homeless population and then yeah. spread, and that, that guy was homeless, so maybe he was there. You just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, they don't really lead into it as much uh, as, as I thought they would. And then that guy, the first guy you see, the first um, homeless guy that walks in, he just has, like, a bite on his neck, and he's dying, and his friend's trying to help him and stuff. But, like, I'm like, that's still not a prequel. But what happened? Like, how did he get a bite <laughs> in his neck? Who's the first one? So I know. I was looking up some reviews after I watched both of these movies uh, to see what the connections were, and I saw in a review, somebody said, we finally see the beginning of the outbreak. I'm like, no, no we don't. you don't. No. <laughs> yeah. Because no, we don't know who bit the first yeah. guy in Soul Station. But, you know, uh, whatever. It is what it is. One other thing I wanted to mention is the faces in Soul Station uh, of all of the characters looked individual uh or individualized Mm -hmm. um and i say that specifically not to be like all all asian people look the same um i'm saying that the in most animation um it they have like default faces for Mm. a crowd of people or whatever but all of the people in this movie specifically um i thought all the characters had different facial structures Mm -hmm. um and uh that's something that stood out to me Uh, a lot of times in anime um, they will have characters with 
blue hair or green hair or pink hair or you know whatever mm. um this is very much more um lifelike to where they look like actual uh south korean citizens mm-hmm. and that can be tricky with um when you've got a whole essentially a whole race of people who have genetically the same default hair color which is black in most cases unless mm-hmm. they're elderly or something like that so you're really relying on hairstyles at a certain point mm-hmm. but i thought um, the character designers in, for this film uh, did a great job of varying everybody's um the shape of their nose the shape of their their cheekbone the shape of their jaw mm-hmm. uh, the shape of their eyes all of that stuff looked uh, individual uh, for each character mm-hmm. um which i thought was really impressive it it almost made me wonder if the characters were modeled after specific actors. Oh yeah, or you know something to that effect. Um, I was able to see pictures of the the voice cast versus the actual cast on uh, Wikipedia, and it didn't look like those characters were modeled after those voice actors mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I, I thought they did a great job of that. I wasn't confused by um, one character <laughs> looking like another, or you know anything to that effect. Like I was talking about earlier uh, with Dragon Ball Z, uh, I like that show a lot. Uh, when I was younger, but all of the characters essentially look the same. They all have the same pointed jawline, the same nose, essentially. They've got kind of a a default look of what those facial features look like. Um, So I I really like the effort that was put into making all of the characters look like individual characters. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. And uh, now that you mention it, I agree with that. I hadn't really noticed it. But um, yeah, it's almost like they spent more time on that than they did of... Uh, actually animating some parts of it like with that crowd people like just standing there and stuff they're like well those faces took a long time to render so yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's for sure the i i still don't understand the the frame rate and that was something i noticed on some of the reviews that i saw for it um their viewers pointed that out i couldn't find i I don't know if it's just because it's a foreign film Mm. uh and we don't have that much information about it like we would for a normal film yeah but i couldn't figure out what what it was but i thought the animation looked jerky it was jerky and erratic yeah. at certain points um, it's like people would just walk sort of it'd be like you wouldn't get any of the in-between motion it'd just be they they were just doing there and like i don't know yeah yeah um, missing some information. and when people would when, when people would speak they would be you know kind of moving their head around and everything but that was real jerky but their mouths seemed to move smoothly mm. <laughs> which is it's so bizarre yeah um i i don't know i one of the reviews I read said the animation um, it looks like it's missing some some frames from what we normally get, but it's something that you can overlook as the story goes on. I could not; yeah. it bothered me the whole time. <laughs> uh, I I don't know if I go back and rewatch it, you know, in a, in a few months or whatever. It, it may not be a big deal for me, mm-hmm. but that I could not help but focus on that the uh, the entire time I was watching it. Yeah, yeah, no. Um... I definitely noticed the jerky motion of things and it was jarring for me, but it, it felt sort of like other anime things I had seen. So, um, not like, I, I just haven't seen enough of it to really compare them, I guess, but, um, uh, some of the animation just, it doesn't seem as good and it's kind of weird to me, uh, from that area. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I would definitely give more, like, I would give other like animation from, from Asian countries and stuff a try. It's just, I haven't really found a good one maybe. And this yeah. one, this one was okay. Um, it's just, yeah, if, if the story were more compelling, then maybe I would have liked it more and stuff and gotten over that. But yeah, it wasn't enough to, to make me forget that it's kind of weird looking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think other, this is a weird one to, to start out on with mm. the, uh, 
kind of a hybrid animation style here. Yeah. Uh, we've got 3D uh, technology mixed with 2D animation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it bothered me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't let it go. Well, now uh, you it, own it. Yeah, now, now I've got it for forever, so that's good. I ended up doing um, the uh, the free trial to Shutter, uh, Shutter yeah. that that streaming app, and it was it was fine. Um, I there's not a whole lot else I want to watch on there. I, I have to make sure to cancel my my thing for the in a week or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah at least I got to watch that, and I might I might check some other stuff out there. I mean, they have a bunch on there, so I'm sure there's other horror yeah. I want to watch. It's just that I did watch so much horror recently. I don't really right. have a whole lot of space in my life right now. So. Right. <laughs> it's a weird time of the year to get into it as well. Oh, so. yeah. I, I'm really into that Thanksgiving horror section of the yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> Still waiting for that Eli Roth Thanksgiving oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Dev Street. Yep. <laughs> um, the uh, one scene that stood out to me in this movie was uh, where the, the lead uh, female character, uh, I think her name is... High Sun? Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm pronouncing that right because they just kind of run through yeah, the, yeah. the names in this. Um, but uh, she was, I, I guess, escaping from a building and jumping from a, a few stories up, and she landed on this, um, or she maybe she climbed out a window, and there's this, like, uh, framing for a building or whatever that she is walking across, kind of like a balancing across a tightrope mm-hmm. or tightrope oh, yeah, type yeah. thing. Um, and the zombies were were like running after her mm-hmm. and they're zombies they don't know how to balance anything so they kept falling through the um the steel structure there because it's just like open uh, beams yeah essentially um and i thought oh, okay well she's safe here um until one of the zombies he like landed on his like gut <laughs> on one of the beams that was going horizontally and he kind of flopped to the beam in front of him and then flopped again and uh he grabbed her leg or whatever yeah. i thought that was a cool scene i'd never seen cool. anything like that yeah. And they're like jumping after her or something like that, and they keep getting close. And like it was a yeah, that was a cool scene. I'd forgotten about until you mentioned it. But she's like mm-hmm. trying to walk. Clearly, you know, it's a hard thing to do when you're under stress. Uh, walk mm-hmm. like balancing that that fine line. But uh, yeah, they're like jumping all around her and keep trying to grab her and stuff. And she's just like trying to move forward, like she's not looking at them. But you yeah. can, as an audience, you get to see them all around her, and it was pretty creepy. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was the, my favorite scene for the whole mm-hmm. movie, just because I'd never uh, seen anything like that. Yeah. And I didn't think that, like, if it were me, I would have just sat on the beams and be like, fuck you guys, you can't get me. Uh, and th- then I would be dead immediately, because <laughs> oh, if they, they in fact, can. Yeah, there's just enough of them that somebody will eventually uh, get them. all pile up together until they can reach you. And you're like, oh, <laughs> right. damn it. <laughs> um, so... What did you think about the twist ending? Yeah, um, I mean, I thought that was all right. I was cool with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to go ahead and spoil that? Yes, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and spoil the ending of this movie. I think it's like the last 20, 25 minutes yeah. of this movie. There's uh, a twist. And, it was pretty uh, cool. It's definitely, yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit, actually. Um, yeah, so like as we kind of alluded to uh, cryptically earlier, you know, her, her dad and her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend, are looking for her, and it was kind of like her dad, sort of. Uh, but that's mm-hmm. the way it's portrayed, and then you get to the end, and it was I, I, what I liked about it specifically was not the twist itself. Like the twist was cool, but it's how it played out because they've been trying. Yeah. Like she has a phone, but she's only like some moments she doesn't have it with her, and other times she doesn't have reception. And they're trying to trace her and uh, figure out where she's at, and they finally do get to her. You know, like you said, like twenty minutes towards the end, and she's like talking to her boyfriend. And he's like, "Yeah, my dad's here," and she had mentioned something earlier, like. 
oh, like, how did my dad get there? Like, my dad's really sick or something like that. She mentioned something like that. And yeah. but it's like a brief thing. And you're like, whatever. And it gets there. And she's like, oh, my boyfriend's here. That's cool. And she's like, where's my dad or whatever? And he's like, oh, he's right here. And she's like, that's not my dad. And I was like, what? I did kind of flip out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It threw me yeah. for a loop. I didn't expect it. Yeah, me too. But then I was like, well, how how would he know her? And then you find out almost immediately after that was her like former pimp yeah. when she was a call girl. And he was there to collect money. So <laughs> yeah. that, that's a whole extra level of danger yeah. that presents itself. Because it's, at this point, it's just three humans that are battling it out. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that uh, the old pimp, he just straight <laughs> up, like, cuts the boyfriend's neck. Oh, my God. slices his neck. Yeah. Um, that was pretty rad. And, uh, yeah, because he was done with him. You know, yeah. he was just using her or using him to find her. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, once he's dead, I mean... The- the only thing I didn't like about it is that it was revealed that basically his true motivation the whole time was because she owed him money, um, and mm-hmm. he wanted her back, but I feel like if there was more to it that he wanted her back for a reason, not just money, yeah. it would have made more sense, because I'm like, why would he still continue to go after her when all this yeah. shit is clearly happening around them? Uh, yeah. Why would money motivate him that much to put himself in danger and all that stuff? Um, yeah, that's a good point. Like, if... if if for yeah, other movies, I feel like I can't name one right now, but there are other things where it's like that. That's like his girl, though. Like he is a pimp, yeah. but that's like his number one, and she like escaped him, and he's like he, he wants her back. But I didn't feel at least that they portrayed it that way as much, and so I feel like his motivation was kind of weak if you really think about it. Uh, but yeah. if I were just to maybe think that that's really what it was that he liked her, then I'm totally cool with it, and it was really <laughs> a cool reveal. Yeah, yeah. If you. Uh... Yeah, that's that's a, a good point I hadn't thought about. Because um, if you're a pimp and you're like, I want this money, as soon as you see zombies, yeah. you're like, you know what, I'm out. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, I'll find, <laughs> how much money could she have money taken? I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looked like she was living with a boyfriend. He, his apartment didn't seem to be lavish no. at all, yeah. you know. Um, He's taking fucking pictures he, of her sleeping so he can pimp yeah. her out, you know, yeah. And, and at the beginning of the dialogue, she said, uh, you should be looking for a job instead of spending all your time here at the Internet Cafe. So, uh, yeah, yeah I, I don't, don't think she has the money, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I think she doesn't spend that all, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Um, uh, to your point earlier in the uh, in the podcast where you're talking about the crying, this movie has an excellent example yeah. of that. When when she and the the homeless guy are in the train tunnels, oh, that's and then it. they're like just they're kind of just silently reflecting on how neither of them has anything yeah. and <laughs> they don't have homes, and they just like wow, uh, it's like babies. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yes, it really is Boom. because it's, it's a literal wah. Yeah. No, and it's <laughs> yeah. like they'll just sit down. Like they just sit down in the middle of that train station or whatever in the tracks and they're just yeah. like, let's take a moment to like let this all out. And so I'm like, okay, so maybe mm-hmm. like I need, I want to kind of research more about that just on my personal level because I think it's interesting. But I'm like, maybe that's really what they do. But then it's like, I'm only getting it through pop culture. So I'm like, is this like an obscured version of it or like a, not obscured, mm-hmm. but like a skewed version of that? Like, do they not really act this way? But. So far, and movies that I've seen from that region, that's how they are. Like, they do do that, and I don't get it. Yeah. It is a weird time to be, like, super loud yeah. in a dark tunnel <laughs> yeah. where you're trying to flee from zombies, you it's know? It's a little, yeah, a little off-putting. Well, and, like, um, I don't know, like, also, in a movie, it's different. It's annoying. It was annoying in the host because it was so over the top. 
in the brief scenes of it in Train to Busan, like with the baseball player and his girlfriend, I was like, it makes sense. Like it, it wasn't too long and too overdone. But in this one, it also like annoyed me instantly because I'm like, this is animated. So this is literally someone not really acting, but like standing in a studio and someone had to record that. Just they mean like, wah, wah. and I was like, and then someone had to edit or had to uh, draw around that. And I was like, oh, that's so annoying. Like just the yeah. whole idea of going around that and like putting that in there with all the effort that has to go into that for an animated thing. is just like, ugh, yeah, I just yeah. don't get it. <laughs> Did you have any other notes about uh, Soul Station before we get to the Rotten Tomatoes score? Uh, nope, I think that's it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I don't really have a whole lot um about soul station um i i guess i was a little bit disappointed yeah. uh because of how much i like train to Busan. but um uh i own this movie now so <laughs> i will probably go back and rewatch it Someday. at a certain point uh, i might check out um yan sang ho's other uh-huh. movies at a, at a certain point i noticed that for soul station and um i think the king of pigs and maybe the fake as well they're all actually on youtube oh. that you can watch but none of them none of them have english subtitles oh yeah um like soul station i found on there um with the audio intact but it had no subtitles yeah. and this movie is very reliant on information being passed back and forth especially once you find out the dad is her pimp yeah like I, I don't know how you would oh, yeah. like, differentiate that like just watch all of a sudden her dad just starts um, beating her i don't know yeah <laughs> like if, if you were to watch the raid redemption oh, yeah. without any dialogue you'd you could piece it together yeah, yeah. you know but yeah this, this, be this movie you need uh, you need the dialogue i will say uh just to go really into spoiling the ending because uh, i did like it um once she's revealed uh, once he's revealed to be her dad and then he slices the boyfriend's throat which was i i like uh the juxtaposition of like normal violence among um, supernatural violence. So like you have the, the zombies there, but then just like a normal act of, of human violence to it towards another human, I find is really interesting in, in most movies. Uh, so I thought that was cool, yeah. but um, that happens and you're like, holy shit, like, this character we've had this whole time is just dead. But then um, they had briefly shown that she got scratched and her pimp is going to like rape her. And then she like falls asleep or something like that. Uh, or, like, passes out or whatever. And when she wakes up, he's, like, trying to, like, wake her up. Like, she's dead. And he's, like... Then then mm-hmm. he does kind of seem like he does like her specifically. Like, he's, like, upset. Yeah. But uh, it's still not overt enough to me that... It, he he overtly talked about the money, I guess. But, uh, but anyway, so she finally does wake up. And she has turned. And starts... I think she's, like, just, like, munches on him a little bit, right? Like, she fucking just kills him. <laughs> that sounds way dirtier <laughs> than I think you meant. <laughs> First, she just munches on him. Then she kills him. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I like. I also like movies kind of like Train to Busan where it just ends up with the two of them. Uh, I like movies when everybody dies. Like I was like, okay, cool. Like nobody that we just saw lived. I'm all right with that. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool. You know, uh, I didn't think about it till just now. But, uh, yeah, when she turns into a zombie and bites him, we also see that in Shadow. Oh, okay. like when the dad dies mm-hmm. at Train, uh, Train to Busan. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. When he uh, when he was like beating the shit out of her and essentially killed mm-hmm. her when she was laying on the bed, um, then he was going to rape her. Whenever he was uh, like trying to revive her, I was like, "Where's this coming from?" Yeah, yeah. Like it, it just seemed. I don't know. I it seemed like he was uh, overly worried about her safety yeah. at that point, which. Uh, does he even on. say something i'm i'm like maybe misremembering it like about the money again like is he 
like, no, like, damn it, my money, like, I didn't get my money for me or whatever. Like, that would be, like, the main motivation we get from him at that point, so. Uh, potentially. I'll let you know in two years <laughs> when I rewatch this movie because I own it. <laughs> That's what I love, too, is, like, it, will, it might not even be next year. It'd be, like, two years from now. <laughs> I, I believe that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> yep. Uh, whenever I need it. It's, uh, it's at my beck and call. Hilarious. So. Uh, so for the Rotten Tomatoes scores uh, for both Soul Station and Train to Busan, um, they are uh, well regarded, mm-hmm. uh, to say the least. Um, it looks like Train to Busan is currently at 96% yes. on Rotten Tomatoes. And then Soul Station, for whatever reason, <laughs> is at 100%. I, it's got to um, be like low amount of reviewers or something. I didn't look at that one. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe it was like three reviewers and they all liked yeah, it yeah. or whatever. Um, but if, if anything, I would definitely flip those scores. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, if it were me, I'd uh, I'd give Soul Station. I liked it, but the animation bothered me enough that I'd say, you know, uh, maybe like a high 70s, low 80s, somewhere mm. in there. Yeah, I would say uh, like... For me personally. Yeah, I would say like a 7 out of 10, maybe a 6 yeah, uh, actually, I yeah. think. But Chandu Busan is like, like I, I like a nine to me. Like, yeah, that's a pretty solid movie, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, buy Soul Station on iTunes. <laughs> I guess <laughs> I did look it up. It has eleven reviewers, so that's not a whole lot. So okay. that makes that makes more okay. sense. Uh, and Chandu Busan has eighty four yeah. reviewers. Oh, so okay. it's that's different. I I don't know. I don't really ever look up animated stuff on Rotten, uh, yeah, and Rotten Tomatoes. So. Um, I don't mm. know how many, besides like major like Pixar stuff here, I don't know how many people review uh, outside of that. So yeah, maybe you just don't get a lot of it. What I saw online said that Soul Station didn't have a major American distributor. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe outside of, sure. you know, iTunes or places here or there, people didn't have access yeah. to it to be able to review it. So, or yeah, maybe, maybe that's what it wasn't it is, a big you know? draw from their fa- like, from their audience to review it either, like for papers and yeah. stuff. Yeah, if it's not going to be able to yeah. to see it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think in the Western uh, Hemisphere, animation is quote unquote for kids. Yeah, for know? sure. Um, so it's not something that um, adults would really flock to yeah. over here. But maybe it did better over in uh, in uh, South Korea. Yeah. There. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be curious to look a little bit, a little bit more to see uh, mm-hmm. reactions for both of those films over there. If they're both highly, yeah. I mean, obviously they are in Rotten Tomatoes, but uh, actual people, I wonder what people think mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so audience, we're going to ask you, um, what did you think about anything that we talked about today? Could be any of the Asian pop culture stuff. Could be any of the uh, many topics that we discussed today. Um, Definitely let us know. Next week, we're going to talk about stuff we're thankful for. Um, it's going to be the week of Thanksgiving, and um, it'll be something fun for you to listen to um, leading up to that, maybe in the car ride uh, yeah. somewhere for Thanksgiving. Uh, I'll be honest with you. We're probably going to be cussing a lot, so maybe not the best thing to listen to with your family. <laughs> to get away from family, though, it's good. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, we're probably just going to talk about a bunch of stuff that uh, that we like. We haven't done that segment in a while, stuff we yep. like, so... Um, that might be a good opportunity for us and uh, maybe maybe some other stuff here and there. Who knows what's going to happen in, in pop culture between now and then because <laughs> right. this past week was a doozy. We could have a lot more news so, and then, yeah, some stuff we like. So that'd be good. Yeah. Um, 
So audience, if you've got a show suggestion, question, comment, or something specific you want us to discuss, uh, anything related to what we discussed today, certainly let us know at uh, LTASpod on Twitter and Instagram. And Stephen, if they want to send us an email, where yeah, can they send Send that? your emails to Let's Talk About Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And don't forget to rate and review us. Uh, we know you're listening. Uh, just go on, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Give us a five star review. Finish that that task out. Just let us know yes. that you are though. We know you're there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we yes. need iTunes to know you're there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and you only have to do it once. That's right. You know, there's no point in leaving multiple multiple reviews yep, yep. just go ahead and leave one and, and we can be done, done with it done. you know yeah <laughs> uh be sure to follow steven on letterboxd and twitter at steven fisher 22 and follow me on twitter and instagram at brent hibbert uh and i think that's gonna do it for this yep. super long episode Woo, here super long all right until next time i'm steven i'm brent let's talk later <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs>